This meeting is being recorded. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast, the Nerdy Podcast, hosted by Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm a very stressed uh, other host, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're joined by team podcasts, Charlotte, Kev and Grant. So I'm going to introduce you from now on, Grant, like that. I'm Presents. fine by that. <laughs> <laughs> this week... chorus of angels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this week's episode, we're doing disaster movies. Yes, and we're pretty much the walking dead at the moment as well. So Yeah, bear with quite... us, people. <laughs> uh, COVID hit hard. <laughs> but yes, um, like I say, top five disaster movies. So we're going to have a discussion, start the year. It's always good to watch a good disaster movie. So I'm expecting this one <laughs> to get a little bit heated as well because everyone's got their own opinions what what a dis, what classes as a disaster movie and what kind of genre it, it falls into. So we still get some interesting, very eclectic topics uh, with this pick there. Yep. But um, just want to shout out as well, like I said, this is our 40th episode going, li- uh, going live. Who thought that the Nerdy Up North podcast would last to... 40. 40 episodes so yeah almost almost to a year so it's getting interesting so, yes <laughs> it's definitely something um, but we're going we're going back to normal well normal territory i'd guess we're going back to top fives mm-hmm. something i don't think we've done for a while no um like i say with like say the christmas period and like say the specials and the charity podcast that happened as well mm. um a lot of things pretty much as like say taken over the the top five where the top five element has always been like the key factor and I think mm-hmm. the the more interesting pulling in point I think but we've not done a yeah, top yeah. five where I don't think with this many people so um be fun. <laughs> I hope we don't get too many similar type of um ones but um again it would be interesting to say the least, especially with the people that we've got on today. <laughs> Definitely. So I'm going to get the, the crap part out of the way with. I'm just going to do the quick disclaimer. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any topics from tonight's episode, just come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have a very open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms. Let's keep it fun. Let's keep it kind. And let's keep toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Let's get into it. And with that saying, I've managed to put the adult uh, filter on the the, fa- the on the YouTube channel, so we can is now your, swear again. Is your mum and dad watching tonight? I'm not sure. Maybe. Swear then. Yeah. I'm going to be respectful. Do our best. So yes. Okay. So. <laughs> I think I think my mum watched the uh, the last one, the 2020, the yearly review one. So it's fine. No, oh, getting away with anything so, now. <laughs> um, just before we get started, as well, I just want to say that thank you to everyone who's watching live in the chat um, on, on live YouTube, and also to anyone who watches us later on and also through all of our other platforms as well. I don't ever think we say thank you enough. So thank you. Thank you. That was it. That was it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we all we always say thank because as much as people do watch it now, the other people listen to it on other platforms as well. And I don't know if we ever say thank you for that. So cheers. I do think we do, do come across better on Spotify, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cheers, Spotify. But yeah, um, so starting off the top fives, oh, I'll be a gentleman and let the ladies go first. So I'll let Charlotte and Sam fight it out. Charlotte, go on. You go first. <laughs> All right. 
Um, mine aren't in any particular order. Cool. Um, I'll pick the most recent one. I think this is the most recent one. Um, so it came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Jared Butler in it. Oh, and it's Greenland. Oh, Whew. I thought you were going to say your storm. We were going to have no. words there. <laughs> no, that film is awful. <laughs> um, it never, <laughs> it, it never got a, a cinema release because it came out in 2020, so it went straight to streaming. Ah, right. mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how many people actually know it's there. I've no. never heard of it, to be honest. Sell it to um, Charlotte. It's got Jared. It, it focuses on Jared Butler and. I've just been watching her in Serenity and I can never see any of him. Marina Baccarin? Oh, right. Is that it? Do I know, know who you mean? mean. I do know yeah. who you mean, yeah. Yeah, she was in Gotham in that as well. All oh, right, yes, I know who you mean. Um, yeah. And it, it focuses on them. There's mm-hmm. a end of the world media coming to destroy the world. They are selected to be saved, essentially, with their son. All right. Um, they get separated mm-hmm. and they're trying to get back to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this this one focuses more on the family side and the human side yeah. of a disaster movie rather than the special the effects. Disaster, rather than the disaster part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was a big one because their son has type one diabetes and it's mm. it's one of the probably one of the most accurate and one of the most well done sort of representations of, of diabetes. It's not mm. a massive plot. Like, like it is essential to the plot, but it's not like a, it, it, they don't use it as like a, it cool. make a big deal of it. It's just yeah. a thing that's there. Right. And so it's, it's just it's, quite, it's quite normalized. Yeah. Whereas so in other things, they're like, oh, diabetes. Yeah. They didn't make it like a, like a, like a, like a poisonous word or anything like that. It wasn't, a, yeah. And it wasn't yeah. A, crutch, a crutch for the film to like yeah, focus yeah. on. Like it is, it is, it is sort of because the reason why they get separated is, is because of, of the, the son's diabetes. And because he's got diabetes, he can't be on the jet or whatever it is that they're going right. to. So it, it is part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not the focus. It's not as no. as Sammy says. It's not a crutch. It's not mm. demonized. It's it's yeah. just this thing, and they they got it pretty right. There was it. There was a bit where I was like, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was pretty accurate. Yeah, because <laughs> I know with diabetes and stuff that um, a lot of it in TV shows or films, it's kind of like is they're having a having a fit. Give them some sweets. Give them yeah. some. Like, it's kind of well, that kind of like thing where it's. it's um, a stigmata type thing if that makes sense where it's kind of not really like explained or uh, put away because there's all as you said there's all different types of diabetes mm-hmm. and stuff and it's yeah. never really brought, like showed the broad broad scope so it, it, it was quite nice as well because at the beginning um he was sitting with these friends and I think he was having like chocolate and popcorn and mm-hmm. there wasn't anybody saying oh no you can't eat that yeah his mum was just like oh we'll make sure you mm-hmm. like give yourself to, yeah 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 so that was quite nice Oh no, it's it's good that you can relate to that as well. Yeah. I, I know with the disaster movies, um, it is all about the big bang crash and um like theatrics. Yeah, the human element kind of comes afterwards, but it's nice. Like say so I will probably check that one out because it, mm-hmm. it sounds it. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest Gerald Butler fan. Um <laughs> like say them ones he does, what's it uh, the the eagle is falling or something, like Washington's fallen. Or just, In, yeah. Olympus is falling. That just sat that like 
bores the like bores me to tears. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but um, no, it, it sounds quite interesting. I quite like it more an in depth type of uh, natural disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good first pick. So, um, anyone want to add to that? No, yeah, it was um, it was it was funny because she was sitting there saying, "Oh, it's uh, like it was one of the most well done pieces for diabetes and stuff like that." I was just screaming at the telly. <laughs> I, only, I, only, I did, I, I did, I did really shout at the telly, but I think it was only like mm-hmm. once that I did it because they did get something wrong, and I was just like, "No." Right. But come but, on, see it from my point of view. We had literally been sat engrossed in this film. You barely spoke a word, then all I heard was you scream at the telly. I crapped myself. I can't imagine you ever screaming at anything. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) It it did really annoy us that they got it wrong. But looking back on like when you look back on it now, it's like that was the only thing that I could really pick that Mm. they got wrong. Yeah. So it was a good film. It wasn't one for Gerard Butler. Um, it's not as normal film. Mm-hmm. The family focus on it. Um, it's just totally refreshing for a disaster film. Paul, you'll enjoy that's, it. Maybe so. that's what he needs to do from now on because honestly, Geostorm, we actually, I honestly don't know how we didn't turn it off. But by the end of it, we just went, what in the shit have we just watched? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you trying to get me invested in these people when there's nothing to be invested in? And he, maybe he needs to like do different things as opposed to the typical thing that he's been doing because he's not like a terrible actor. It's just that yeah. I'm never getting that time back on yeah. that film. Just, just stay the gritty British, like, like rock and roller, perfect film for him. Absolutely smashed it. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. But uh, stay away from 300 as well. Dodgy Scottish oh. accent in uh, <laughs> Roman Spartan isn't really. Uh... I'm not paying attention to his accent in that film, oh, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> it's, all CGI. it's all CGI. I didn't care. <laughs> You should have seen behind the scenes when he took the girdle off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Grant. If I make just because we're talking about Greenland, um, obviously no spoilers. There was one. I had one massive bugbear with that film, and it was that it hit a a spectacular ending point, and then carried on, and then, and then carried then on. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> w- once you've watched it, you'd, yeah. you'd see what I mean. Uh, there is yeah. a point in the film where they could have ended that film absolutely mm. perfectly, mm-hmm. and they just let it trickle on a little bit too long yeah. after that point when it would. Yeah. Kev knows exactly which bit and exactly which scene <laughs> I'm talking about here as well. Um, but other than that, like 99 out of 100, it's, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Cool. The uh, the other selling point for that film did um did it well. Ev- Everyone's going to have watched it. Um, Netflix Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sticks, the blind fella that taught Matt Murdock. All right. Yeah. He's yeah. He's a yeah. He's, a, he's um, in a lot of like martial arts films and stuff. He's like also he's also Jack in oh gosh he's sitting behind us on my, on my wall Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah. He's what's he called? What's his name? Skinner. Skinner. Yes. No, that's X Files. Um, it is, yes. um, <laughs> no, it's, 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 his name yeah, is. I don't know what you mean. Um, he's right behind us. Well. <laughs> he's sitting on me wall. Oh, that's going to bother us, right? right. <laughs> I am doing this. Google. <laughs> no, he's good. In it. He's really good in it. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Glenn. No, Scott Ian. Scott Glenn. Something like that. Something right. like that. Yeah. Cool. No, I will check it out. It sounds like a more quite an interesting one. Definitely, probably more. Um, 
heartfelt than the ones I've went for. So <laughs> it makes it makes it, gen- it genuinely makes you think what you would do in that situation as well. Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh. So so we'll move on to the uh, the other female in the in the group now. Normally I'm overwhelmed by women, but today, like I said, the men and men Charles. Yeah. So go with Sammy's first pick because okay. normally more than everyone picks her picks. So <laughs> I don't think you're gonna because when I had to really look up the definition of, of disaster movies because of the conversations that we were having <laughs> so I have really and, the and, then, and then Charlotte's fallen about a, film, a few millions of films that we could pick as well yeah. so. <laughs> so I went on to IMDB's 100 disaster movies and oh, saw God. a vast range of ones that were discussed mm-hmm. and so I kind of used that as a guide now I'm I'm not great. My memory is so bad as well. So I'm like, I'm just going, what about Dante's? Like Dante Peak? And I was like, I can't Dante's remember in, it. Yeah, that, <laughs> I can't remember it. So that Linda I Hamilton. I've had to go down the route of what I can remember. So I'm going to go with my most recent watch, which is the 2021's uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix. Right. Yes. Ah, yes. Um, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That just gets it right on the nose not just with like the disaster part take that out of it but the whole like society as a whole man it was so on it and we watched it new year's day literally 10 minutes before the mm-hmm. the 10 minutes before midnight the film ended and i sat there absolutely gobsmacked of how amazing that movie was like i was heartbroken i was happy i was just all these mixed bag of emotions and then all of a sudden Mm-hmm. Fireworks again, not outside me door. I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's a bit of a Marmite uh, movie. Like I say, a lot of people who's watched it either love it or they hate mm-hmm. it. It's, I've seen a lot of hate for it online. Um, I don't understand where it comes from though, because it's so, like I said, it's so on the nose. Like it, it, mm. it's so that, how things are. Yeah, but I think yeah. that might be it. It's too on the nose at times. Because um, people, people don't like to be self-reflected and, and yeah. shown, shown what life is actually like. And even, like I said, the newscasters, that, that was, for me was the best things in it, like their performances. Tyler, um, Perry, yeah. Tyler Perry and um, Kate, Kate Blanchett. Oh, mm. my God. And it how took beautiful. me so long to realise that was Kate Blanchett's yeah. face. <laughs> she totally, like, she totally like... transformed her face. I was watching it, I was like, when's Kate Blanchett coming into it? And then I, like the penny dropped, I was like, oh, that's her. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see the cheekbones. No, 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 you didn't. But it was absolutely brilliant. Ariana Grande's song, if any of you actually listened to oh, the lyrics. That was that was too far for me. It was genius <laughs> for me. Oh. Telling people to get their head out their asses was just absolutely genius. I thought it was brilliant. I could not stop laughing. I would have been happy with sound bites, but to do the full song I thought that was where it kind of lost us a little bit but um, (laughs) I think it's a film that that I really enjoyed but could have done if it was in if it came to the cinema it would have been edited a lot better and there would have been it would have been a lot like more better pace I think with the problem with a lot of these films now that's going straight to Netflix or straight to streaming they can this bit overindulgent Mm -hmm. and um, they're kind of putting too much stuff in they're like we don't have to try and get it down for the people to sit in the cinemas anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're putting like Martin's uh, the the Irishman, for example. That mm-hmm. like like how long that film was and how yeah. it become difficult to watch because I know people say break it up in parts. Fair enough, but if I want to go and see a movie, I want to sit and watch yeah. from start to finish. This yeah. one, it could have done with I would say 
about 25, maybe 20 minutes taken out, and it would have flowed a little bit little better for mine. But I still enjoyed it. Leonardo DiCaprio was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, like, Did you get Leonard Hofstadter vibes from him throughout the whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Throughout the whole thing, I was like, mm-hmm. it's Leonard. Like, to an absolute... Whoever wrote this <clears throat> character was, has been watching a lot of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence, you can put her in dodgy makeup, dodgy hair, she's still stunning. I love that woman. <laughs> I really do. My sister hates her and will not watch that. She won't watch it because of her. But I absolutely love her. I've loved her since Hunger Games. I still mm. love Hunger Games. Um, I just thoroughly and I just didn't really enjoyed it and really got a lot out of it. Yeah. Like, emotion wise. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want when I've finished a movie. I don't want to feel just, mm. oh, well, I've just no. sat in two and a half hours of that but no I, I didn't feel like that when I was watching this I was like it was just it was beautiful it was just beautiful I really enjoyed it I know you enjoyed it as well Grant because I think you posted about it and um, mentioned that you that you I think that you you quite liked it as well didn't you yeah as per usual I had a weird um comparison um for it the way that it played out to me it was like um as has everybody seen the network yes but not for a long yeah, time yeah. <clears throat> You know the the whole story about the the newscaster and he loses mm. his mind and has his that big famous epilogue online. Um, the bits with Jennifer Lawrence where she's on the um, on the news and she's just flipping out um, yeah. it reminded me a lot of that. And it kind of like it's almost like if the Coen Brothers um, had done the network in the sense of the way that it's filmed and a lot of the imagery mm-hmm. and what have you, especially surrounding those scenes. But Again, what Sammy said about how I think a lot of people hate it because there's a certain section of society that would take to heart some of the critique um, <laughs> that's portrayed yep. in the film. Um, yeah, that, I picked up on that a hell of a lot. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked the way that it was put together. I get why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's a disaster movie and not to give away much about the film, but it's not a disaster movie in the traditional sense. No. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Start to finish. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. Watch it twice now, actually. I would watch it again. I would definitely watch it again. I just yeah. loved, I love the characters. I love the story. There was nothing in there. I, I, Jonah Hill, holy <laughs> shit, how funny was he? He was so, um, what's his you, name? You would slap Trump's him. Son. You would love to slap him about, though. But that it, was it's, the thing. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's so Trump's son. It's quite scary. Yeah. Like, really scary how accurately he got. Mm-hmm. If that's what he was going for, I don't know if he was, but it was it was dead on it, like yeah. impersonation of him. How <laughs> good is Larry Street? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> legendary that woman. Mm. But I love that, like I say, the whole tone of it as well, and the fact that it was human greed that brought the end of humanity. Like say, when they found out that they're going to make billions, it's like what the fuck's uh, billions is going to do for you if you if you if the, if the world's not there to live yeah. in. And, Oops, and sorry, the, gone. And again, spoilers for anyone. Any after set uh, credit scene when they've basically flown off to the different planets, <laughs> and then uh, Meryl Streep's character gets basically face ripped off by this weird uh, creature. It was just an uh, absolutely perfect uh, way to end. Like, it was. It was. It's like what everyone wanted wants to happen to yeah. a corrupt politician. You want their face to be literally ripped off. <laughs> um, the return and joke of Jennifer Lawrence when she kept, when that um, guy charged her for mm-hmm. drinks and snacks 
and he didn't need to because they were free and she was still hanging <laughs> on about it later on. Yeah. And that just kept cracking me up i didn't see the point of having timothy timothy shalabalabing wrong in there yeah that was a bit meh. and he looked far too young i know he's 26 far too young to be in a relationship with jennifer lawrence yeah. <laughs> he's 26 he's 26 i had to i had to check and was like Please check his date of birth for me. I need to know he is over the age. <laughs> I thought he was 15 or something. <laughs> nope, he is 26 with a very young face. Yeah, the, uh, the end scene where they were all sitting around the table <gasps> and they knew what was yeah. going to happen, but it's... they were just trying to get on as if it was normal was, I was, I was so good. It was mm. oh. absolutely hysterical by that point because I was like, it, it reminds us of another one of me picks. Um, and it was just, it was just a beautiful setting because it, it was just, it, it was a family thing. Like it was a family and it was just, it was lovely. And I don't want to get myself upset over it again. <laughs> um, but I did, I was in, I was in hysterics. And then when the whole film finished, I was like, we need to put something light and fluffy on because I'm really done in after that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's my first pick. I thought I'd cool. go with a more recent one. Nice one, a very good one. I thought that one would have come up with being like, say, quite the yeah, like, me too. The That's why I thought I'd get it out first. <laughs> so, so we'll we'll go with the two two open one next. So we'll go with Kev because he looks like he's going to fall asleep. So we'll wake him up a bit. Mine's from the nineties, uh, so not too recent. Um, to me, it's an absolute classic with possibly one of the best casts you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, sadly Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman, Donald Sutherland, Cuba Gooden Jr., and it's Outbreak. Ah, yes. Um, my wife, when I was talking to them about that, she mentioned Outbreak. I didn't like it. I've I'll let you talk about it first because I don't want to diss the film, but I, I, it, it, one of the ones I could never get away with. Like, it was a, uh, it was more realistic than a lot of the disaster films out there. Like there's a viral outbreak, like African Mataba. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is Ebola essentially, but they couldn't say Ebola because there was no break in Africa at the time. Right. Um, even when they're showing you the virus under the microscope and on the big screen, it's the Ebola virus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite clever how they've done that. Um, mm-hmm. But it was more true to life than a lot of them. Like you saw the towns being cordoned off mm-hmm. when the outbreak first hit Africa and the scientists went in. Um, Charlotte was like gobsmacked at it um, because I told her that's how they used to do it back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Like the scientists went in and went, yeah, we'll send help. We'll send aid and stuff like that. And you saw a parcel falling out the plane. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a parcel. It was a fucking bomb. Right, just eradicate the town. If there's that's no how the town, film opens. No yeah. That's, yeah. If that's no how the town, film really opens. Did that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's how they used to do it. If there was no town, there was no virus. Mm-hmm. If a virus isn't, there, yeah, if there's nothing there for the virus to spread to, mm-hmm. it can't spread. That's how they if, used to eradicate viruses. We should, we should probably point out that's how they used to do it. If like the town, if the, yeah. the villages and stuff were remote enough, they wouldn't yeah. do that. Um, like London or Newcastle. No. Yeah. But that, that's Imagine, the, yeah. <laughs> like if you look back to like things like the plague and stuff like that, how many things got burned down? If there's nothing mm-hmm. there to survive, the virus can't spread. Yeah, um, it makes sense. It, it's such a, like an evil government move. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. it was really well done. Um, yeah. Like you've got people in the list, like um, 
sadly Kevin Spacey like he's an absolute bastard but he was so good in that film mm-hmm. and then you've got amazing actors like Morgan Freeman and Donald Sutherland mm-hmm. and the faces that you just love mm-hmm. and they were just absolute government bastards in this film <gasps> horrible people like Even they were there Morgan to eradicate oh he, he was there to eradicate people mm-hmm. not the virus people <laughs> like the films like when it got released it was a 15 mm-hmm. and it's dealing with stuff like that and like sam's face already you know it's a yeah. it's it's a vicious film yeah sounds it it, mm-hmm. it sparks a lot of hope as well like because you've mm-hmm. got dustin hoffman cuba gooden jr Rene Rousseau, and cuba gooden jr as the scientists mm-hmm. trying to fight this virus and cure people yeah really cuba gooden jr could pull off scientists he was really good <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's, 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 was a good actor in the day yeah. like, say, yeah. remember he wasn't just all about the money <laughs> the monkey from friends marcel yeah so everyone likes a good monkey and the well, highlight of the film the two saint bernards yeah. <laughs> everyone makes a good dog story hang on a minute does any dogs or animals get hurt in it animals maybe dogs no mm-hmm. I don't think you see any animals getting hurt that's okay no one does the dog die and find out I wouldn't watch it if, honestly I, I wouldn't watch it if anything if like, dogs and that got hurt I couldn't do it yeah. I think are you not aware of that website Sammy which does the dog die and you can google a uh title and tell you whether there's an animal that dies in it it's called uh, i'm sure it's does the dog die.com yeah Uh, one of my mates told us about it after watching that disney movie where all of the the huskies die yeah (gasps) it was it it's below that one yeah yeah i would point out refuse to watch movies that have got animals in them full stop i did not know that website existed i wish someone could have told us that before i bloody watched them drag me to hell I had, yeah. to turn that off. Oh, I had to turn it off. The minute oh, she got that, that cat, I had to Google what happened, and then I was like, "Nah, can't watch it." No, I was. That's the first film I actually started cheering when the when the three person too. died. When I heard <laughs> when I heard what happened at the end, I was like, "She deserved it." Yeah. In all fairness, halfway through that film, I was wishing someone had dragged me to help. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but Outbreak, I, like I, said, I love the Friends reference as well because they made a joke about it in Friends because wasn't the, they saying there was going to be Outbreak 2? Yeah. Uh, oh, is that where that comes from? Yeah. 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 In the second in the jungle. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so it's quite a, a on topic type of uh, a pick there. So it was quite a good one. But yeah. I, I've tried watching it a few times, Outbreak, but I get it. As you said, I think it's too real at times. Um, mm. And I kind of, like I say, couldn't get away with it. I think if, it, um, again, I know they've done other films and stuff since. If I was probably did a bit like now, I probably would enjoy it a bit more. But um, I remember at the time, I, I still couldn't get get used to it. But uh, yeah, quite a topical pick though, Kev. <laughs> so when I was, sorry. When I was, sorry. When I was looking through lists for disaster movies mm-hmm. um it's unbelievable how many films like outbreak became really really popular last year mm-hmm. oh, like that's oh, all yeah. people that's yeah. all people were watching <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just like really is that you want to remind scary? you yeah you want to remind yourself of the reality outside just, just look out the window just, yeah <laughs> watch the news <laughs> yeah um, it, it, that it really is quite, surprised us yeah it's quite scary like say like People are like, sick, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, people are sick. We'll move on to the, the next question, which is Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And with that sickness, the one I'm going to chuck in there is from 2013 uh, called This is the End. Ah, yes. yes. Anybody seen it? One of my favourite films. Great stuff. Um, yes, for those that uh, are watching, list as well. Are <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can do a joint first one then? Okay. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, so what we got, um, it's basically like a. Obviously, it, it's not them in real life, but you've got that uh, troop of actors that all do a lot of the comedy and stoner films together. Um, that segue back into. Um, Sammy's Choice, you've got Jonah Hill in there, mm-hmm. uh, Seth Rogen, and um, James Franco. James Franco, um, and a few of the other actors that are all there. And basically, they mm-hmm. go to a Hollywood party, mm-hmm. um, they leave the party to go and get some smokes, and when that happens, the uh, the, the biblical um, apocalypse happens, like the Christian rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's people getting shot off into the sky, and you know the good people are being taken away, and the sinners are left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they managed to get back to James Franco's house where the party is happening in order to try and mm-hmm. see out the apocalypse and work out what's going to happen. Um, it's got a fantastically star-studded cast, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I've got a couple of amazing selling points for it, but I'll let Paul take over here to see. This one is, is one of the films that... Uh, is my go-to if I'm bored mm-hmm. or like say if I don't want to switch my brain off and just yeah. just enjoy it. As you said, the cast is fantastic. It's got like Craig Robinson from Brooklyn Nine Nine fame as well. Uh, um, like say Danny McBride, who is just absolutely <gasps> fucking batshit so crazy. So funny. Uh, yeah, uh, and again, a few of the best cameos you've ever seen, like Emma Watson. Uh, with the like, getting worried about being raped, even though it was going to happen, and. <laughs> I cannot stand this man. Like most films he's in, I oh, really hate is, is is James Franco. But I absolutely yeah because it's I liked him in this because he is literally just James Franco being James Franco. <laughs> and yeah, it's just... I think everyone's playing a parody of themselves because obviously they're all then it's all their own names. No one's you know you've got Rihanna there, it is Rihanna there. Um, but they were all playing a parody of themselves. I generally believe James Franco was just playing James Franco. I don't think there's any difference in that person to who you saw in that film. No, I really don't. He's pretentious as anything. No, but like yeah. I say, it's some of the cameos, like I say, it's like Michael Cera is absolutely hers <laughs> when he's going around blowing cocaine in people's faces. <laughs> Just... When he's in the bathroom, man, you like, want a drink? <laughs> Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, that was going to be one of my selling points. If anybody wants to watch a film where Michael Cera is coked out of his head getting a rim job, go and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> the best cameo in that film was Channing Tatum. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this is some of McBride's best work. Some yeah. of the best comedy come out of him in this film because he was fantastic. I used to, I couldn't bite him to start with. I really couldn't. Oh. Um, well, we watched um, Your, Hi- Your Highness. Oh, fuck off. Oh, no. We watched that. <laughs> if you just, if you take Franco out of the picture and if you just simply focus on McBride's comedy chops, mm-hmm. it is a very funny film. Oh, um, I think Kev made us watch it. <laughs> I shall listen. I'm not impressed. Kev made us watch it. Kev made us watch it. It's like, what am I watching? He cuts off a minotaur's dick. It's yeah. Yeah. 
That's and, true. And I think that'll probably move on to Graham's next point of addiction. <laughs> in this sort of, like, exactly, if you want to see uh, Emma Watson chop a dick in half with her. Again, going all cheesy at the end, the best Backstreet Boys cameo ever. So, <laughs> as well. <laughs> it makes no goddamn sense. Like, it really doesn't. And no one's a throwback to the song that we're listening to at the beginning. But why, why do it in the first place? <laughs> but the guy, MG, I can never pronounce his surname. Baruchel. That's it, thank yeah. you. He is phenomenal in this. I really enjoy, like, any because he is part of, like, the troupe. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, Jonah, J, yeah. Franco, um, well, God, well, his... Not Franco anymore. No, yeah. Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd's Paul part Rudd. of that tro- troupe mm-hmm. as well, and he was in it for a brief second. Um... Kevin Hart's even in it. There's yeah. so many people in it. Yeah. Christopher Mintz Plus. Mm-hmm. Jason Segal. Uh, yeah. Jason Segal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, like, say, it was around the time, like, um, like, Jonah Hill character in this is, uh, again, I, I hope he's not like this in real life because, again, it's another film where I'd want to slap him in his face. Mm-hmm. That's, two, that's two films to talk about. He is the most irritating person in the, in the world. But the whole scene where Danny McBride flips his shit and starts talking <laughs> jizzing everywhere. I could <laughs> that honestly is one of the funniest things I've, I've seen. Like, like, say, I know kind of allude and like, comment, like comedy to the extreme, but. Uh, I've never cried so much when talking about people arguing oh. about where they can jizz and where they can't jizz. It's just, <laughs> you Ew, just it's never so expect funny. It. It's just these hand gestures the whole way through. <laughs> <laughs> but again, when they realise they're stuck as well and the, and the like pile up all the things to keep, say, right, this is our supplies. And Danny McBride wakes up in the morning and he's like flicking, munching away, bacon all over the place. The, this you've met you've not mentioned the the best part of the movie when they reenact um pineapple express <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious like i, w- I want to see that yeah that was like i said that was going to be one of my picks uh, funny enough that was going to be the spoiler one that's the picture i've used for the cover of this this week's episode uh, is uh, uh, this, this is the end so uh, yeah, it's a good pick um I know, like I say, we did have a little discussion in the in the group, thanks to Charlotte. One of the picks was going to be uh, Contagion to go with. Sorry. Like say, but after, uh, like I say, we're going to bring some rules in. First rule of top fives is we don't talk about top fives. Second yes. rule of top fives, we don't talk about top fives. Sorry. Because <laughs> this is what happened, Charlotte. It went, it went totally under my radar, though, and it wasn't until I watched it, I realised, crap, this is a disaster movie. This might be yeah. on somebody's list. <laughs> <laughs> by that point I was already talking about it and I was just like oh but then we had the whole is it a disaster movie <laughs> discussion uh, because yeah. Sammy only thought it was like natural disasters yeah. <laughs> we were like if, if lots of people die it's a disaster movie <laughs> <laughs> but yes oh, anything, like, say, sorry even, even people like say I can consider a disaster movie a film that's not people hasn't died if it's just like the su- suspense that something bad's going to happen, if that makes sense, that that's yes. that that could be the definition. But yeah, that was going to be one of my picks. But again, I think Kev described outbreak a lot better than what I would have described as contagion. So <laughs> it was probably a good thing to miss that one out. Yes, it's the first top five list where there's been so much 
debate over <laughs> what the top five lists should be. <laughs> like the only one time I've ever had problems with the list is when we did feel good films. No, oh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was, it was, it was um, our, uh, horror films uh, when seven and. Uh, Oh, no, Sans, it wasn't. Sans and Lambs were brought up. Well, yeah, we've had that argument before. Um, also, <laughs> Aliens is another one. We've had that argument before. That's a horror No, film. it was... Um, <laughs> it was Guilty Pleasures. That oh. was the worst list I've ever done. I absolutely hated every second of that doing that list because yeah, I didn't don't know what to count as a guilty pleasure. I don't have any. Yeah. Raw <laughs> mint, in my opinion. Yeah. But no, um, but yes, so like I say, draw a line. I, I, I thought I'd wind you up a little bit with Charlotte, so I, hadn't, <laughs> hadn't, I couldn't let you go away with that. <laughs> but uh, yes, so that was mine and Grant's uh, joint first pick there. So I'm missing a turn now. So we're, going, we're going back to Charlotte there. Um, right, I'll go with that one. Um, so <laughs> my second pick was released in December 1996. Oh, right. And as soon as I say Tim Burton, oh, oh he's don't know, uh, Mars Attacks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody was going to pick it up straight away there. No, Mars Attacks. I yeah. hate this film so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is awful. I can't say anything positive about this. No, I don't. I, I, I only watched it a few years ago, and e, it's awful. Sell it to us, Charles. I, 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 I can't because it is awful. But I think that's why I picked it. <laughs> because what, everybody, people, how can you not like Mars Attack? <laughs> <laughs> right, it's here, so. <laughs> I'm out. It's, it's just one of those films that, mm-hmm. if you released it now, it wouldn't work at all. Does it but really it, work back then? It's so like fun. Yeah. <laughs> is the only way I can really put it. Visually, and there's, there's yeah. so many people in it, like the cast's just mm-hmm. yeah, oh brilliant. But like yeah. visu- visually, it's absolutely perfect. Like it looks mm-hmm. beautiful. But I, I think when we talked about um like films that disappointed us, we've done a top five. This was one of my picks because <laughs> it missed it missed out on so many different opportunities like the fact that we never know what the, the Martians are saying like yeah. if they had yeah. subtitles on that would have been so much funny if they're like mocking humanity or I think that whole thing and I know they did the whole um, War of the Worlds like kind of ending instead of like the cold killing them it was some really shit music jazz uh, player on a on a cassette that kind of uh-huh. blew up the heads it, it kind of it should have been up here but it kind of just didn't hit the levels I thought I wanted to, and especially with it being Tim Burton, I was expecting yeah. it to be this, like, because it was that Tim Burton when Tim Burton was doing great things as, as well, if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah like, see, I've got the Steelbook. The Steelbook's beautiful. It's got all the Martians on and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's a film I'll probably never will watch again. <laughs> <laughs> Grant, help you. <laughs> you really, really do. <laughs> All that what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, Jack I, love the fact that, <laughs> I love the fact that Mars Attacks is just it it is a it's a parody of all of the 50s B movies that mm-hmm. went along those lines, and I love movies like that. Yeah. Um it, 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 it ticks every box for me. It really, really does. I love that film. <laughs> Do you know what it was inspired by? Like where Tim Burton came up with the idea. No. It was a set of um I've got, I've got it written down somewhere. It was a set of trading cards that Tops produced in the 60s. Oh. 
Um, and the because I, I had a little look online, and if if you Google, um, if you Google them, the images on the trading cards are almost exactly what the the aliens look like in Mars Attacks. But right. these trading cards were banned because they were deemed too graphic because they had like aliens dissect quite graphic aliens dissecting humans and stuff like that. And that's awesome. what I had the film. <laughs> I'm just going to point out as well. Sorry, I've just laughed. Um, Donna's just pointed out in the chat that now the new theme is Grant Help is the way forward now. For <laughs> <laughs> so I had Donna last week and now Charlotte this week. So Grant is the new hero of the, of the podcast now. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I do understand. I don't. I can see why. Again, that probably is another Marmite film. I don't think it's got the middle ground. People, people will not go. Mm, it's an okay film. They'll either love it for yeah. the aesthetics and for what it brings. Or they'll hate it because shit. <laughs> That's probably the best way I can probably yeah. describe it. But um, I think a lot of films along these type of um, like disaster type of things is going to hit the type of yeah. levels that we're talking about. There's not going to be like any middle of the road. Mm. It's either going to be you love it for this being this ridiculous and this stupid, or you hate it because it's this ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. So um, it's again, it's another good choice. I, I can see why you picked it. And again, it fits the brief perfectly. It's just <laughs> um, a film that probably I will. I'll, I'll never say never. I will. No, probably, I'll never. I'll, I'll probably like say. If I'm really bored and I can't think of anything to watch, if I haven't watched The Goonies after 15 million times, <laughs> and The Goonies be classed as a disaster film, no, I can't do that. <laughs> you can't have it in every list. Right. All of those pirates died. There, yes. was some ex- there was some explosions, so... Yes. But yeah, but yeah, I like that one. But yeah, it's it's an interesting topic, though, because that's brought in the link to the conversation side that I always like having. Yeah. So, but yes, I would never just say I don't like a film because that, that I always like to explain, if that makes sense. But yes, so uh, anyone else want to add anything on Mars Attack or have we tarnished it enough there? <laughs> it's not I would just add that. that my daughter's terrified of the aliens. Oh. It's like, oh. like, if, if she walks through the room and I want to wind her up, I just need to sit there and go, ack, 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 and I'll freak out, she'll start crying. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Did you know, rather, rather than having someone yeah. say, ack, 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 all the time, they just got a duck in and just recorded a duck for like a day. And it was only supposed to be temporary. They were supposed to come up with like an actual language language that was going to have subtitles and stuff for the aliens, but they just like the sound of the duck instead, so they kept it in. I like it a bit more. Yeah, it's it makes a bit more sense. But I think, like as I said before, with with this, I would have loved to known what the aliens were saying. Yeah. That would have just brought a little bit of an element to me, and like, say if they would take the piss out of the humans, it would have been more sinister. But yeah, that that would have been um, like I say why I would have like probably enjoyed it more maybe they'll do a, a director's cut where they tell you tell you what the is in maybe the script right now just couldn't be bothered yeah <laughs> well there's Tim Burton he, he, he is renowned for being a bit lazy shall we say well <laughs> <laughs> but yes so um, we'll move on quite swiftly now to to the other young lady in the group Sam right so when I was looking through the IMDB list <laughs> the counterpart to my my next pick was in there so mm-hmm. it, it was one of like either the sequels or prequels or something like that. And I thought, right, well, I'm picking this one. It's got explosions in it. Mm-hmm. It could be deemed as a monster movie. Um, but it did have eight explosions. 
it did have very um, end of world feel, end of the world feel. Um, it's 2008's Cloverfield. Another one of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not me this time. It's you. <laughs> it's it's like the whole action movie's all over again. <laughs> I love this film so mm-hmm. much. It has a, it has memory. Like, I love watching it because the film is fantastic, but it also has great memories of the first time I watched it. So I used to live um, in Easton. I used to live with Anne's parents at one point and we were watching it on a laptop, pitch black, on a dodgy copy, obviously, because I'm from the North. Um, <laughs> and we've literally got the laptop sitting in the middle of us and all of a sudden, Anne's got a tendency of winding us up Mm-hmm. by like trying to scare us or do something and you're looking at Kev <laughs> so you know what I mean Charlotte um, yep. and he'd been, he had been doing it earlier on and all of a sudden the bed started shaking like absolutely shaking and I started screaming and saying what are you doing he went I'm really not doing that and we put our hand on the wall and the walls were shaking we woke up the next morning and there'd been a, a mini earthquake <laughs> and we were watching Cloverfield it was like this was this See, was meant to be. That's why Anthony Kev differ because Kev would have totally taken credit for that. <laughs> I would have took advantage of it. I think like Anthony was like genuinely concerned. Yeah. Because he really wasn't doing it, and that bed was really shaking. <laughs> um, so I have really fond memories of the first time I watched it. But the film itself, I, I you, if you've heard the podcast before, you know I have a very strong love for found footage films. Um. I absolutely adore them. So this one was like, it ticked the box. It had a big monster in it, you know, found footage, great cast, like fantastic cast. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, TJ Miller. Yeah, um, TJ Miller was in it, yeah. Oh, what's that face from Mean Girls, isn't it? Um, I I can't remember. Castle Rock season two. Yeah, she's been in a few things. Uh, She was in Chaplin. That's her name's Chaplin, isn't it? Lizzie. Lizzie Chaplin. Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan, that's it. Lizzie Kaplan. I knew if I said Chaplin, I'd get it. <laughs> um, just an absolutely fantastic cast. I, the, I like found footage films where you can get invested in the people who was holding the camera. And mm. I very much did. Um, even though you never see TJ Miller's face once. No, you just you hear just, his voice. Yeah, You just hear his voice. And, and he's got such a <clears throat> distinctive voice that you are like drawn in with it. He's just, uh, really, I know he's had his, his problems, but... I do thoroughly enjoy him as an actor. Um, I just love it. I absolutely love it. The monster is unreal when you eventually get to see it. Absolutely unreal. If the Statue of Liberty's head gets rolled down the street, it's a disaster movie for me. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I was going to mention as well. The thing that kind of gravitated is towards this movie is when the Martin campaign come out because mm-hmm. there's a few films that did Martin. Absolutely brilliantly, like Blair Witch we've mentioned, yeah. no one will never be beaten for, <clears throat> for what they did for the Martin. This went a similar route where what didn't pretend to be real, but they didn't let you know what the film was about. The first trailer came out, it was basically the like the Statue of Liberty, like was like at a party and the Statue of Liberty head rolling down the street. Mm-hmm. That's all you've seen. So the rumors came out that it was going to be the next Godzilla film, that was going to be like a monster verse mm-hmm. type of thing. So all these big things were starting to come out but they never like denied or confirmed any of the rumours mm. as well. And then little bits start coming out. And even like the trailers that came out, they never showed you too much of the film. 
So you yeah. had to go to the film and experience everything yourself. And again, I wasn't expecting like a found footage. I was expecting like a, a monster film where you think. And as you said, the characters are relatable. Mm-hmm. They do make some questionable choices. I know, like, say, for your love of your life, you might go across this city where everything is thrown. No. I might potentially not. I might not. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I don't, I, think, I don't think I have the stones I, I, to do that. Yeah, you definitely think... second guess it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, like I said, and again, they don't show you the monster. They give you glimpses. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, when they're under the subway as well, and them little things, them little spider things, them are absolutely terrifying. And what happens to the people who get bitten or scratched by these monsters as well, because they end up blown up because like the like the gases or something inside of them uh, swell and so the whole bodies explode. Yeah. And um kick Donna out as a mod, please. Why what's she doing? She doesn't like Cloverfield. That's fine. People have no opinion. Leave leave Donna alone, bless her. Um <laughs> but yeah. Like the whole feel of the film as well, it's like gritty, it's dirty, it's like it's as I said, it's it feels like fan made as well. It's like a, a love affair. I love the fact that it was Matt. Uh, I think it was Matt Reeves who directed it. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be doing the new Batman film? So again, oh, quite excited. It did the Planet of the Apes films as well. But again, could that cast a disaster? But no. uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> yes, it was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, this was again one of one of my uh, like my wife's favorite films. She loves monster films like kaiju's, mm-hmm. anything like big and destroying things. She's all for. Um, actually, I wonder why she went with me because I'm only five foot nine notes. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, it's, I didn't think. Oh, sorry, Paul. I was just gonna say I didn't think I enjoyed monster films until mm-hmm. I watched this. Mm-hmm. Like I generally like. I, uh, the idea of watching a monster film was quite boring for us, mm-hmm. and Anth loves them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really like the idea of not getting to see it mm-hmm. until the end, and then you're looking for, and they don't really like this is a monster that you've the spotlights all over it. Yeah. So you're not really seeing a full picture. It was absolutely brilliant way of doing it. I liked how we got a bit of a universe from it as well because we got a few, a few of the cool yeah, feeling. Yeah, they got uh, Ten Cool Amazing John Goodman was absolutely yeah. terrifying like sinister so in scary. ways you weren't expect. And then there was the Cloverfield one where they were in space and was it kind the, of the paradox. paradox or something yeah, like that. Paradox. Yeah. Yeah, that one kind of was a bit out there for my liking. I've not seen it. I think it was a Netflix exclusive. Mm. No, I've I think Michaela said it was crap and I, I actually listened to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember being excited about this one because the trailers didn't show you anything mm-hmm. at yeah. all. Like it, it, like Paul said, like the first trailer that came out was they were at a party and the statue of Liberty's head rolled down the street and that was it. Mm-hmm. So the trailers didn't show you anything so you didn't know what to expect. So you didn't go in to watch it with any expectations. No. Yeah. And, that's... and it just kind of, it was massive. It was... <clears throat> You know, this conversation we've been having about um, trailers now giving away too much. Maybe this is how they should be. Yeah. You know, giving you something to mm-hmm. to go and watch it for. Yeah. Like, this is this is what, this is a little snippet. This is kind of like the premise, like a synopsis. And that's it. And yeah. leave it at that. I yeah. didn't think I'd ever, who, as a person who used to do trailer reactions, think I'd be seeing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man trailer is then what the movie experience has totally changed my opinion maybe this is how yeah. we should be marketing movies going forward 
I'd say there's that many platforms that can get movies out these days as well. It's not mm-hmm. like, say, where the cinema releases, what it's like a month after it's been the pictures, it's now being released in streaming. Like Ghostbusters yeah. is out in five days. Uh, on the streaming platforms, or oh, it's out yeah. now if you know if you know if where you to know find where. It. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, dodgy up north here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I completely agree. Like, see, this one totally a film again in the a film industry where people are complaining about sequels and remakes and um, like, say, unoriginality. This was a complete original film mm. that came out of nowhere and surprised everyone. And again, I I absolutely adore it, and I'll always go back to it. Um, so that's why it was on one of my my picks there. So I'm missing out on the next pick as well. So, um, so it's fine. Don't worry. So um, we'll move on to the young gentleman, Kev. There. So, Kev, what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick. Um, sorry, Sammy, it's Geostorm. Effie, you're kidding me. I am actually. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kev, I would have questioned our friendship there, mind. But it does have Gerard Butler in it. That's all right, as long as it's not Geostorm. No, it's a, it's a weird one for me because I don't really like the cast. Uh, Gerard Butler, Chris Bale, and Matt McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Rain of Fire. Ah, brilliant film. Oh, my God, that film is amazing. Mm. Absolutely love it. Don't like the cast. Love the yeah. film. I didn't realize Jared Butler was in that. No, yeah. I actually didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's his best friend. You know when they're reenacting Star Wars. Yeah, no, no, no you've said it. it. I can't not see it. Yeah, it's yeah. been such a long time. I know Anth keeps saying every time it's mentioned on like a list or something, he wants mm. to watch it. I think I'm gonna have to do that. Really good, really good film. I didn't expect to like it. Um, first time I watched it, I didn't like it. I thought like I went to the pictures to see it on a date, and I was thinking this is crap. What the hell is she making us watch this for? And then Matthew McConaughey took his top off, and I thought, oh, that's why she's watching. <laughs> this is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. same, as every, same as every Matthew McConaughey film. Let's take me top off and go, oh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's oh, about yeah. it. But he was actually really good in this film. I couldn't fault him. He was different. Mm-hmm. He was just some mad psycho army general trying to hunt down dragons. Like, yeah. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. No, I, then, I like, yeah, again, sorry, Kev, I didn't, sorry, mate. I was just going to say when I revisited it a couple of years later, I liked it. That was it. No, no, top. I, I agree completely. Um, another film where the marketing campaign kind of took you away from what it actually was because the trailer was implying that it was going to be all about big monsters, big well about dragons that you see all the time. Yeah. You see very, very little or hardly anything of the actual dragons aspect. It's all about the aftermath, the disorder, like living yeah. living in a land of dragons and mm. how people yeah. would then survive. Um, that was the elements I did like about it. And again, I know he, he has his up and downwards with Christi- Christian Bale again. I thought he was excellent in this movie. He was great. Mm. As he's trying to keep his people together and trying to keep, yeah. keep things sensible uh, in a world where there's dragons. <laughs> the only thing this... I didn't like about his, uh, like his role in it, mm-hmm. it was the first time he'd done John Connor, wasn't it? And Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was his first, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but he was really good in it. I enjoyed him. I don't find a lot of um, Matthew McConaughey's movie choices right now to be bad choices. I feel like he's, he's making better. sense. He's making sensible decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since Dallas Buyers Club, yeah. ever since he did that movie, he's just, yeah. he's completely changed. It's, it changed my opinion on him mm-hmm. um, and changed 
it feels like he's changed his opinion on himself and what he feels like he should yeah. be doing because mm-hmm. then he jumps straight into True Detectives after that and holy that crap, awesome. what a performance. Yeah. It's but like if, he realised how good he was or how good he could be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that in Rain of Fire, but also I thought Christian Bale was phenomenal. Yeah. Quite mm-hmm. unrecognisable as well as Christian Bale, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's not doesn't, like I'm... Doesn't he use his, like, his, his natural Welsh accent in that film? In aspects, Gosh. I think it slips in a few times. Yeah. He doesn't try and hide it as much as he, as yeah. he does in other things. But, He's got um, a beautiful accent. He really does, doesn't he? Mm. <laughs> Shame yeah. Quick, isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not a nice guy. But to be fair, what? that's what that's the problem with like we've got with uh, like social media, um, internet. Uh, we find too much about the celebrities now, so it kind of paints a, 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 like a different picture. But um, is this I, from I, the set of um, Terminator? No, no, he's, he's, yes. he's done that, but he's also treated his family, his sister. Oh, right. his, I didn't, yeah, I didn't not, know anything about that. He's not been like, said, but that's the problem. We'll find out too much about these people now. Like, mm-hmm. to be honest, if, if everyone knew everything like, like we did in like, our personal lives, we probably would come across as bell ends as well in certain uh, cases. Just, but uh, yeah, again, great choice. I, I, I didn't, it wasn't on my list. Um, I did think about it, but again, it's one of them things where you can either put it in the disaster, you can you put it in fantasy, but I, I, it would have been like, uh, like a kind of disorder. Yeah, Charlotte. Dis- yeah. <laughs> that's what we did, because we mentioned it yesterday and we were like, is it, I was like, is it a disaster yeah. movie though? Mm-hmm. It's dragons. Dragons yeah. aren't real. It can't be a disaster <laughs> Well, but this is it. Things I, get I blown up. But the, yeah, exactly. So I, I was having the argument with myself. I'm going to keep things natural. I'm going to go with like hurricanes and earthquakes and yep. like volcanoes and stuff. And then I thought, well, dragons are an animal. Animals are natural. So, <laughs> this, there is. I'm sure there is dragons somewhere. If multiverse. Not want to go next, dude, in case I choose another one of yours. No, no, <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 it's the game we play, so don't yeah. worry. Right. I'll, just the next top five, I'll go first next time. So that's how it, that's what I did. <laughs> just make sure. Um, so my next one is uh, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit old school with this one. I think I gave this one away. I don't want it. Um, actually, earlier on in the week, a 1993 movie uh, called Alive. Um, based on the true events in 1972 Mm -hmm. of a Uruguayan rugby team who were flying over the Andes um, Mm -hmm. on a rugby tour and the plane crashed and all but 16 of the crew and passengers and what have you uh, were killed. Mm -hmm. Um, For those that are completely unaware of this, there is a pop culture reference to this movie in Rick and Morty Mm -hmm. um, in the episode where he gets to keep... um, Morty gets the little device where he gets to keep resetting his timeline mm-hmm. over and over again and you get that little bit where everything yeah. gets nice in the middle. The, that plane crash bit is mm-hmm. a 
it's a shout out to this movie. Yeah. Um, and like I said, this actually happened in 1972. These uh, these 16 people were marooned in the Andes for what it was some crazy amount of time as yeah, well, which is why they ended up having to do the things that they did when they were um, mm-hmm. when they were stuck there. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's been out long enough that we uh, don't really spoilers. need to go with spoilers and what have mm-hmm. you. Um, but the long and the short of it was they had no source of food while they were on that mountain, so they were left with no option but to eat the mm-hmm. the people that had died yeah. in the plane crash in order to keep mm-hmm. themselves alive. It is a truly mm-hmm. harrowing piece of cinema from uh, start to finish. Yeah, um, it's, it's brutal. Like even the TV, like the movie is is has done it as well as they can like you know in a light where basically people are resorting to cannibalism um yeah. and like the elements that they use in the film like uh sorry to cut you off there um the, the bits that the like that still gives me shivers is when they decide that they're going to use glass to cut up the like yeah. the body Ooh. the body and stuff and it's like yeah and then they decide what parts of the body to eat and what they Ooh. can and it's and they don't go into too much detail, but it gives you enough, and it's like, oh man! But the fact that this did happen this way as well, and they were, they kept it true, just your mind boggles what they must have went through, like mentally, it's something that they probably never will recover from, type thing. No, no absolutely God, no. not. Mm-hmm. We've got a decent cast in there as well. You got Ethan Hawke in there, and the entire thing yeah. is narrated by John Malkovich. Oh, really? Um, not that there's that massive amount of narration in it, but when mm-hmm. there is narration, it's John Malkovich um, doing the voices. Um, it, I just I remember hearing about this film, and then I, even when I was quite young, I, there was there's actual photos that they managed to take mm-hmm. when like the actual people, not the the cast members, and some of the photos of mm-hmm. what they documented while they're on that mountain will haunt me for the rest of my days. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Really, really if well. you if you yeah. can find that yeah, I'm not gonna go looking for them. If that's something that oh. can haunt you, I'm not gonna go look for them. Um, but this is the powerful grunt. <laughs> I trust in I trust in Almighty Grunt. Yeah. Um, I've never watched this film for the simple fact is I know obviously the story mm-hmm. I don't do cannibalism it, it's the only thing in this world that absolutely terrifies us to me core like to my core because is that like you might change your opinion and fancy trying it or no it's the fact that someone <laughs> could do it to me like right. it's the fact that it can actually happen like it's mm. and it has happened it just it oh I just don't do it and that makes us feel sick but, um, but it but but Silence of the Lambs is like your favourite It's one of my favourite films. <laughs> yes. But that's not real. <laughs> it doesn't mean that every time I watch it, I am not terrified. Yeah, yeah. I am re- it still scares us to this day. Yeah. Um, but I, I love a, bio- a biography film, so I have read up about it, and I can't watch something that I can put myself in and try and make them decisions, like, like try and think of how they were feeling. That would, it would break us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good, good choice, though. Yeah, it's... and I know the story. I haven't seen the film. No, it's it's uncomfortable. Like, say, it's not yeah. when you went it's a film that you'll put on a Sunday morning. And say, I'm going to cheer myself up today. <laughs> That's such a lie. <laughs> but it is. Grant it's looks like he does. <laughs> but to be fair, though, it is beautifully shot. Like, like the actual footage, like the filming and stuff like that. It it is amazingly like like I know it sounds weird. 
but like the mountains and everything like the way they do it and how real they make it as well like as a film um i'm not i'm not going to go as far as call it as a snuff film but it's as close as a snuff as you probably you get, get with... is it proper graphic like does it get graphic well you see them no. cutting like massively but you, you see them with the bits of meat and been eating oh, meat. my skin's just gone really cold mm. oh no yeah mm. just it tastes like chicken <laughs> <laughs> yummy <laughs> om nom 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 <laughs> Yeah, that, so what that it's is, worth, guys. If we ever got stuck, I would eat any of you in a heartbeat. That's right. I'm probably the chubbiest, so go for it. <laughs> I'll, all four years could survive on me on a, for a few for a month. You'll be alright. <laughs> again, you've just made us go cold again. <laughs> so I was uh, just uh, thinking of it. That's all. So we're just pick, picking out who we'll eat first. So that's fine. <laughs> At least I'm not the first one to go. That's all right. Charlotte's too skinny. Wouldn't get much from her there, so she'd probably have to eat us. Yeah, you'll have to survive off us. (laughs) Especially the weight I've put on over Christmas. You will do so well on me. Well, I'm nearly 20 stones, so she'll be all right. (laughs) Well, on that note... (laughs) (laughs) So we're moving back to Charlotte now, because thanks to your main... um, me, Sam, me and Sam went with uh, our our little pick there of Cloverfield. So back to Charlotte. Uh, so it was Donna that made me think of this one actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released in it's two thousand and two, so it is twenty years old in November, which is unbelievable. Right. Uh, it was directed by Danny Boyle. Okay. It was inspired by Day of the Triffids. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it is 28 days later. Brilliant film. Excellent film. Even though I thought Kev said you couldn't pick this, did I read the chat wrong? No, Kev possibly. Is, possibly. Oh, no, he said it wasn't a zombie, zombie film. film. Oh, right. Yeah, that was he said it. it's not Sorry. a zombie film. <laughs> Got you. Yes. Yes. How is it not a zombie film? I thought it was. Because they're not dead. They're, they're just not dead. It's just, it's just a virus oh, film. Oh, right. Got you. Okay, yeah. Sorry. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, I can't believe it's 20 next year. Yeah, that's scary. I wasn't yeah. a big fan of the sequel, but I loved the first one. First one was so good. Yeah. Mm. I am so, thinking another right film on It's Killing Killian Murphy. Killian yeah. Murphy when it, he was I, in, I, it was his I first film. I believe this may have been yeah, his first film. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. Um it's got Chris Eccleston in it, it's got Brendan Gleason in it, it's got Naomi Harris in it. Mm-hmm. It it's just done so well. Yeah. So well, like the the shot of him. Just walking through a deserted London. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, isn't it? Amazing. Uh, and I love how they, amazing. I love how they did that as well because they filmed it like at, at three or three, two o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. Where and, it was like first day break, like yeah, where they got the light and they were able to to film it and again to get London that way without special effects, without closing it down, was absolutely mesmerising. And did anybody does anybody know what Danny Boyle actually did to be able to get permission to do that? No, no. Um, so this the idea came about and he was like, we're never going to get permission. They're never, never going to let where it's London. Um, so he sent his daughter and some of her more attractive friends <laughs> to hand in the forms and ask. And then when they actually did it and people like were turning up and they were starting to complain and the police were like, right, you're going to have to wrap it up and stuff. He then em- employed uh, a bunch of 
rather attractive women to hand out coffees and things to the people that were waiting to use the roads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. To get, it, to get around it. <laughs> what a tactic. Sex cells. Sex cells, that's all, yeah. You see, I could have done with that when I was working on Transformers in Newcastle instead of saying, look, stop being a prick, stop complaining, walk around <laughs> 15 fucking metres. <laughs> well, you're not pretty enough, Kev. Is that what you're no, saying? No, I, I mean, I had the boots. I had the boots. They were there, but, you know, it was just... No, I was too angry. It was three o'clock in the morning, I was cold. <laughs> I appreciate but I tell you what, though, Cillian Murphy in this film, like, I know, as you said, first film, um, I've always, like, say, I know... Um, but he's probably like my man crush his eyes are absolutely mm, beautiful piercing blue eyes mm. oh they are beautiful the first time I, ever, I think I ever noticed them was um, mm. what's the film called the aeroplane one Red Eye Red Eye Red Eye, oh. Red Eye was really good. Mm. he scared the bejesus out of me in that one mm-hmm. he's so he really good. stood out in 28 Days Later though yeah like, and he, 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 see in a film that's showcases so little of like humanity or anything like that but he mm-hmm. st- stood out and like I said the ending as well the ending always gets us like when the when like it, it kind of like is it when it flips is it like just remotely or is it uh, everything so it kind of leaves you open like open-ended to make your own decision of how it how it was viewed as well there was a alternative ending filmed as well um mm-hmm. that Bought the film Full Circle, where he died alone in a hospital. All right. I didn't oh. see that one. Um, but they wanted to obviously leave it open to like a mm. sequel and stuff, so they picked the yeah. ending that they did. Because money. Yeah, because yeah. money always talks. But yeah, I, uh, again, I know I talk about a lot, but um, Nicole absolutely loves this film. Like I say, she watches this like at least once a year as well. I'm a bit sick of it as well. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Like I say, as a zombie film as well, if you're taking away like the national disaster, it, it is up there oh. with one of the best, <laughs> one of the best, like, um, well, rage viruses, shall we say, <laughs> uh, that aspect. Um, like I say, because I know a lot of people kick off saying they don't like seeing fast zombies or fast, uh, like things, the slow zombies. But to me, the, the, whatever they were in this were absolutely terrifi- terrifying. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Eccleston, again, Oh, it was brilliant actor. in this. Phenomenal. Didn't, um, he is in another Danny Boyle film, probably one of Danny Boyle's best films, um, Shallow Grave. Yes. Yeah. What, a, what a film. It was one of my favourites growing up. Um, yeah. And he is amazing. Like, that's acting. That, like, him and Ewan McGregor together, it was just pure gold. Loved it. The music on 28 Days Later as well. It was... Yeah, it's such like the music is so simple, mm-hmm. but so effective. Mm-hmm. Like it really works. Yeah, I think with a lot of Danny Boyle films, he uses like the music uh, in most of his films. I think lately it's went a bit off the well, not not to think, but off the boil a bit. No. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I didn't even mean to make that. Out. Like I say, that just popped out. Sorry, but um, like when he'd done his old ones and like. As I said, I don't think he's he's done anything better than Twenty Eight Days Later for a, uh, a long time. That's just yeah. my opinion as well. Yeah, but, um, I think it's it, I think it's his best. Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, great pick. So again, as you said, it could have been in another genre, but I think it does fit the disaster feel. Yep. <laughs> so you do win this one, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so I've done as came and count. Charlotte's winning so far, so don't worry. We haven't had any. <laughs> is it a disaster film? Yeah, no, not yet. No, I think one of mine might come back. But <laughs> we'll see. My next one might. Yeah, so we'll we'll segue to that one then. Right, okay. So again, this was confirmed on the disaster movie IMDb hundred list, um, and because I because of the group chat we had before, I thought right, well, if I can choose these this type, I'm going to choose this type. I'm going to go with one of my favorite, favorite, favoriteest favorite zombie movies, um, 1978's George A. Romero's masterpiece, Dawn of the Dead. That was going to be on mine. I'm going to be really a bit sacrilegy. I preferred the remake, the Zack Snyder one. Get out. <laughs> oh, get out. Have I been barred now? <laughs> you you've lose got a turn just for that. You've got to <laughs> oh, this is, it is a masterpiece. It yeah. starts with so much confusion and ends with even more. Yeah. It's just brilliant from start to finish. The, the makeup. For 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 now, yes, it's questionable. For then, it's dated. It's yeah, it's dated. But for then, it was experimental. They were yeah. dealing with color for the first time, yeah. doing this type of makeup, this type of, you know, having to be able to remove parts off people and like yeah. makeup effects and stuff like that. Like Tom Savini did, an amazing job. Did Greg Nicotero work with this one as well? Yeah. He was like his assistant, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so just unreal from start to finish it is a masterpiece it is a perfect film i do enjoy the film like yeah I, 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 it, it, it was set on a lot of tones back then as well like it was a mm-hmm. um like i say it caused a lot of problems i think we're playing with like say um like with the racial element in it yeah, as well. well it was the same with Night he did it with Night and the Living Dead he, yeah. his main star was a black actor a black man and whew, you mm-hmm. yeah. back in them times that was a big no-no so he continues on with well mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still having my hero being mm-hmm. who I want him to be regardless mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. race yeah. um, and he is an, a phenomenal actor and says one of the best movie lines ever mm-hmm. ever he Which, also repeats the line in the new Dawn of the Dead. What, the No More Room in Hell one? Yeah. yeah. Really? I hate that film. I'm sorry, Paul. It's awful. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is awful. You watched it the other day. I watched it the other day. Yeah, no, I think it's is great. Awful. No, I quite like it. It is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. <laughs> It's got, it's got Richard Chase singing down with a sickness. What more do you want? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd literally say about... A good twenty five percent last film didn't need to be there, like potentially. Yeah, well, it's a Zack Snyder film, so we are. Uh, wow! <laughs> so cinematography is going to look perfect because that's what Zack Snyder does. His cinematography is absolutely spot on. His storytelling is absolutely shit. Sorry, yeah. it's really bad. Like the whole point of a zombie film to me is to feel dread. Yeah. To feel scared, to feel worried, to look at the cast and think, oh, which one of yours is going to die? Yep. Not to have half an hour to 40 minutes of them having a laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm. That take, that took me out of it. And I just thought, you know oh, what right. it is. That and, is it Maggie Pfeiffer? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. He, he's just fucking awful. Yeah, like, he's, he's really bad in everything he's in. He's just bad. Yeah, I know exactly it who took you mean. me right out of it. The fella that had the bane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, Just boom, blew me out of it. I was like, nah, not interested. The opening of 
the original Dawn of the Dead is fantastic. In that news studio, talking about what's going on, because <clears> isn't it? Is it? It is a follow on from Night of the Living Dead. Am I right? Like it continues. It's the same verse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the same thingy. So, yeah. so I hadn't watched that one until recently, and um, it's it's breathtaking. It really is. It's for its time. It is absolutely brilliant. But Dawn of the Dead, just because of you're in it. Mm-hmm. You've got no time to think. You are in it straight away with with them, the two main stars, and you like obviously you follow their story right up until the end. And um, it's just it's it just doesn't give you a chance to 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 register what's going on. And no. I quite enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So, I'll um, I'll agree with Paul with the new one for one bloody good reason, and it blew my mind when I figured it out. Did anyone want to watch um, Modern Family? Yes. Yeah. The absolute arsehole in Dawn of the Dead is Phil mm. Dumfrey from Modern Family, and I'm yeah. sat there thinking, "How? You're such a nice guy." <laughs> no, and he was a complete bellend in uh, Dawn of the Dead as well. He's just but, uh, such a good actor. I think Dawn of the Dead, the Ramiro one, probably people recognise as Ramiro more than Night of the Living Dead, and I think yeah. that's what sort of yeah spawned think... zombie films like mm. that oh inspired God, what yes. we get now. Yeah, I think Dawn of the Dead was the, was the gate. Um, like say not the gatekeeper, but like opened the open the door for basically people to love the jo- zombie genre. Like say if we didn't get that, we wouldn't get the Walking Dead. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have shown the dead. We shouldn't have shown the dead. We wouldn't have them type of aspects now that we've got through it. They it use... kind of oh, sorry. sorry. No. It kind of proved that films can be bloody and gory and still be popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And still have a really decent story. Like uh-huh. you, and you and you're invested in the people who are there. The you get more quotes out of Night of the Living Dead in Shaun of the Dead than you do Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. which I love. I, I, anytime I hear we're coming to get you, Barbara, I, I hear it in Nick Frost's voice. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> I love it. And um, but yeah, I had to go, if if I was allowed. <laughs> to pick this type of movie, this <laughs> I was going for, and also there is explosions in there. There's gunfire in there. There's dead people in there. Um, there's definitely dead people. Yeah, the world, <laughs> the world, the world's on its ass. So I thought, yeah, this is it. This yeah. is the one. So yeah, I went with John of the Dead. Oh, no, good pick. Like, see, I, um, I was hoping a zombie pick would, uh, would basically would pop up because uh, to me. Like say you can't get many much more dystopia. Like say Zombieland would have been a quite a good pick as well. Yeah, that was on uh, the IMDb list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we must have looked at the same we list. Must have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, again, not the one I picked out there, but yeah, another good pick there, Sam. So moving on to Kev there. Kevlar. Um, I'm going to go with one that's a bit left. That's a bit left field for me. Mm. And I'm going to go with World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. Wow. I've never seen it. But I'm never going to watch a film that has Nicolas Cage and World Trade Center in the same title. We're there. We're, we're there. We're there. Didn't just dismantle it just yet. Um, I'm sure Kev's picked it for a reason. So he'll, he'll sell it to us now. Sell it, Kev. Mm. Think about what it's called, really. It's mm. the aftermath of 9 11. Mm-hmm. You've got Nick Cage and his crew of firemen and coppers all running into the building trying to get people out just as the tower collapses. Mm-hmm. And then it's dealing with them in the tower, trapped right. while it's collapsed. Oh. It's the most uncomfortable, mm-hmm. claustrophobic film in the world. 
and you sat there thinking, oh my God, this is absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Nick Cage talking at you. Excellent. And no, it's all, it worse. all jokes aside, I just, it's, I, will, I don't think I'll ever watch anything to do with the World Trade Center. I really overdone it with documentaries on it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, a, it's not a nice thing to, it's, to no, go it's over. A whole, so it's horrible. joking aside, I, I wouldn't watch it just because of, it's too, it's too close to home. Yeah, like, it is. That's why it's mm. one of my favourite disaster films. Mm. It really is close to home. It's true events. Yeah. The cast done it justice. Mm -hmm. The writing done it justice. Mm -hmm. There was another film that I was thinking of putting on this one um, instead of this, mm -hmm. but I thought it didn't really do it justice, and that was Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler. Right, yes. That's Even with the aftermath of 9-11. Yeah, that's heartbreaking, that one. Yeah, it, I don't it know that me. one. Absolute, watch it. It broke me. It was uh, Adam Sandler project. Yeah, Adam Sandler proved he could act in that film. Yeah. So that was yeah. the, that was the scary thing. But yeah, um, with this one with the World Trade Center, was Nick Cage full Nick Cage, or was it yeah, just was he no, chewing scenery? Yeah. Nick no, Cage, or no. he wasn't bees. Nick Cage <laughs> <laughs> with the whole. I swear to God, you need to give me one, and that's the second time you've done that to me on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he's no, not he chewing scenery, Nick Cage. No, no, he's not full on absolutely insanity. Eyes mm. like bigger than his head. Like Nick Cage, he's not. Um, well, he's not Nick Cage. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't like OTT Nick, Nick no. Cage. I think because of the obviously yeah. the subject matter in yeah. the film. Yeah. Mm. He, he, he was quite respectful in it. Yeah, because it was kind of. Um, not face off Nick Cage, but more. Um, mm -hmm. Face off Nick Cage is like halfway between an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, he was more. Um, he was more City of Angels, Nick Cage, like really yeah. laid back. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say because um, I know Actually, when he him. when he done his early stuff, like say Nick Cage could act as as good as as anyone out there. I think he just recently went a bit mental for some reason. Uh, um, I, I he's in the quest to star on every film ever made. Him and the I, Rock. Uh, I have a theory on it. I reckon that because of who his family is, he's constantly trying to prove himself. And this is what he believes is true acting is yeah. totally going over the top. Um, and I think up until recently with his horror movie um, jump, he's making so many decent choices, like yeah. so many good choices. Like he's finally found a home. This is yeah. one of them. But when did this come out though? Because was it just after? Because I know there was a few 9 11 there was, that come out. Um, there was, uh, I can't remember the date, bear with me and I will get you it. Because um, I'm sure there's a flight one that came out United, as well. That was, United in 93. Yeah, that was that, horrifying. Yeah. I don't think I can ever watch that. No, it was horrifying. Mm. Uh, what was this one called? World Trade Center. When was it made? IMDb is just, yeah. <laughs> World Trade Center, 2006. It's, uh, well, Nicholas Cage decent... and Michael pa Michael Payne. Right. Well, that's so... a decent jump. That's like not yeah. too far, like off it. At least mm. they give it some like some breathing space. Yeah. 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 They did. It was. Um. It's honestly, it's a harrowing film. It's like mm -hmm. truly awful mm -hmm. to watch, and you you leave the film feeling empty and just like, mm -hmm. why the hell did I put myself through that? But then when you think back on the film. Like, yeah, it's such like it's so well acted. It's unbelievable. I'm it's a, gonna I'm gonna have to admit this. Like I, you're completely blowing my mind here, uh, Kev, because I was expecting you to go for the full punch action 
out there. But you, you went for the emotional punches every yeah. time. So, uh, like I say, that's why I'm absolutely loving. That's why I love doing these because you always get like a different big surprise. Yeah, different perspectives of people yeah. as well. Um, I th- isn't it amazing though that you can walk into a film where you know you know the ending, you know what happens, you know fully well because you had sat and watched it live. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still come out of it feeling mm-hmm. crap feeling even though you know it you know before you go in what's what how are you going to feel but you'll still put yourself through it mm-hmm. and still know that you're going to come out at the other end feeling probably worse than what you did when you went in mm-hmm. and we we do it ourselves all the time certainly no cool but uh i will check that one out probably's i'll not be on the day where i'm feeling a bit down <laughs> but, uh, uh, don't get drunk first do not get drunk first <laughs> So, but um, I know I'll, I know I'll keep joking with my mum and dad because when, like I say, I know I shouldn't really say this, uh, but I get myself in trouble. We normally fly uh, to like, when we go, when my mum and dad go to Florida every year. Like we're not with the pandemic, but we always try and book, we always try and book around September 11th because it's cheaper flight. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the type of thing that you do get benefits from. But again, yeah. it's horrible to think that like people had to go through that to, yeah. for that aspect to happen. Yeah, it's awful, like awful. I, I overdid it with the documentaries that were on last year. It was mm-hmm. an anniversary last year as well. Yeah, it was yeah. 20 years last year, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and I totally year, overdid it? it. Oh, no, it... last year, yeah. No, yeah. sorry, yeah. forgetting what date it is. <laughs> it's 2022, <laughs> Grant. <laughs> No, I've got a customer with that today as well. I was good. Oh, so do you uh, start work last year? No, this year? No, it was last year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah it's, it's crazy like, to think because we're at that age re- range now where we can still remember. Oh, it's not, wasn't mm. that, it wasn't that. Like, no, it's 20 years ago, but it still doesn't feel that that long because you, mm-hmm. you can each, each remember the day you saw that happen. And, and the aspects of you can remember yeah. exactly where you were, exactly yeah. what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like, it was my second day of my first ever full time job. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I was doing. It's so crazy that I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday, mm-hmm. but I could tell you what I did that day. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing that'll always be implanted. Let's when that, like, say, we'll go my, down. And, oh, it was sorry. my first week of uh, go on, second, which school? It, it was my first week of secondary school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know I'm mocked at the beginning, Kev, but that is a really good choice. It will never I will never watch it just for the reasons I said, but such a good choice. It's a great film, honestly. It is. It's um I understand your reasons for not watching it. Um, but it is such a well acted film. If you're not gonna watch the film, just watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I can do that. No problem. I can do that. So we've got a poorly grant who's very quiet, bless him. So we'll move on to his next pick. <laughs> Keep hitting mute so I can cough my guts up here. Oh, is that what me. you're doing? Oh, bless yeah, you. I don't want to be drowning his out with a coughing and hacking and whatnot. <laughs> um, so my next choice um, is a comedy film from 2006, um, which was written by the creator of Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie called Idiocracy. Yes. Um, <laughs> never seen it. I've heard about it, but I've never, never seen, seen it. Never seen it, no. <laughs> sell it, Grant. Sell the movie. It, 
it's become a bit of a cult classic in recent years, basically because it's starting to come true. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the plot of the movie is there's a, uh, a government experiment where they want to freeze a couple of people cryogenically. So they choose the two people that they can find that hit the, the absolute average point at everything, physical, mental, you name it. They're always right in the middle of the curve. Uh, one of them is a soldier played by Luke Wilson. And the other one, uh, they have to go a little bit further afield um, in order to find that. And it's a prostitute uh, called Maya, um, played by Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. So what happens is they freeze them. And during the time that they're frozen, they're only supposed to be um, frozen for, a, I can't remember, an indefinite amount of time. Um, it's based on the premise that the disaster that happens is a breeding disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the premise that those that are intelligent um, put their careers first and this and that and the other and they never get around to having children. Whereas the uh, the American talk show style kind of Jeremy Kyle Springer type demographic of mm-hmm. um, humanity uh, breed in litters. All right. have 20, <laughs> you know, 10, 15, 20 kids at a time. So the experiment gets unfunded and forgotten about. And when these guys are unfrozen 500 years in the future, the average IQ of the planet has dropped from 120 to 25. So when they're unfrozen, they are by far and away the most intelligent people in the world. The world has gone completely to shit. There's some incredible kind of post-apocalyptic imagery in it. Um, nobody speaks proper English anymore. Um, obviously, it's set in America. Um, you know, it's kind of language has become a mishmash of slang and all of that kind of thing. So nobody can understand what either of the characters are saying because they're actually speaking quite eloquently. Um, and basically, it's about them in the future trying to work out if there's possibly going to be a way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to give away too much aside from the fact that Terry Crews plays possibly the funniest role I have ever seen him play in this movie. The moment he hits the screen, you know, Terry Crews always yeah. absolutely fills every role that he ever mm-hmm. does. His role in Idiocracy is, it will literally have you pissing yourselves laughing from this now. start <laughs> to finish. Um, I, I, if nobody's seen it, I want to kind of leave it there. Um, <clears throat> like I say, it is, it, it, it's unreal. And like I said, the part of the reason that it's got so much cult status in the last few years, based, you know, segueing back to what Sammy was saying about uh, don't look up and this whole section of society that kind of got singled out by it. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of that singling out in it as well. The, mm-hmm. um, you know, the anti sort of, uh, what's the right word? Um I can't think of it because I'm feeling like a, <laughs> anti, like intelligence movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people don't trust people that actually know things and that kind of stuff. And it's obviously massively inflated because mm-hmm. you're 500 years in the future. People are yeah. genuinely terrified of the fact that these people have uh, some in- intellect, <laughs> intelligence. Uh, yeah. There's some amazing imagery in it. You know, Starbucks 500 mm-hmm. years in the future has evolved from a coffee shop into a brothel. Oh well, wow. so he tries to go and get a latte. He ends up getting a hand job. Um, 
it's, it, that's I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to spoil it for people, but yeah. it's mm-hmm. genuinely one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Be... Obviously, Mike Judge, you know, mm-hmm. he came out with Beavis and Butthead. It's kind of topical because Beavis and Butthead's just been announced that we're getting a sequel movie wow. um, as of today. Um, and yeah, Mike Judge did a brilliant job on this. It never got the credit it deserved when it first came out, but now it is. Just Stop. watch it. All of um, you. No, I really get you. Honestly, you could have just said Terry Crews, <laughs> and I'm yeah. in because the man is amazing. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely unreal in it. Um, it does have other stars in it as well, albeit smaller kind of stars that people you recognise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of the actors' names off the top of my head. It's it's Maya Rudolph's a great actress as well. I find her. I've never not watched something with Maya in and thought, no, she's really yeah. cool. I'm going to watch that at the weekend. Not tomorrow, <laughs> for obvious reasons, because I've got plans tomorrow, but I will watch it on Sunday. Oh, a good pick. Like I said, it's something that I'll probably keep an eye on. I've heard about it, but I've never actually watched it. Um, I think it was uh, someone said in the chat, it's similar to Office Space. The same type of uh, people oh, that, like were behind it or something like that. I'm not sure. Love it then because that's one of his favorite films. But yeah, um, it's something that I'll probably keep an eye out and like say watch. Um, so this is what my next pick. So I'm actually going to get pick one now. So Way! <laughs> welcome to the party. Yeah. <laughs> this this is one where me and Nick talk about, and she doesn't think it it is, but I I think I think it is a disaster movie. It's just a little bit more smaller scale, shall we say. Um, the sequel to this was literally the worst film that was ever made. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> they should never have made a sequel. Um, it stars Keanu Reeves and... Um, <laughs> I can't give you words out now because I'm just laughing at Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, Jess Daniels, uh, and a whole host of other cast uh, was Speed. What a movie. There's explosions yeah. in it, and if we're going to go down disaster, the basis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say a total yeah. disaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. it so could have been a total disaster if that yeah. bus flew. Could have been. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that, that, that was the whole thing. It was like a bomb on the bus, and mm-hmm. if if it went under a certain type of um, miles per hour, then fifty the bomb miles exploded. per hour, then the bus mm-hmm. exploded and the people died. So he had to avoid that uh, as a as a disaster and. Keanu Reeves does get a lot of shit for his acting, and uh, this was his own. But he was absolutely like he played this part well as straight as he could, yeah. <laughs> and he had to. Yeah. But um, but the, his supporting cast were the standouts for me. Like yeah. Dennis Hopper was absolutely phenomenal oh. as the bad guy. Uh, Jeff Daniels again um, playing oh, like the man in the chair because he's been shot. But uh, that element was all done. But um, generally intense and. Um, I liked how they played off the different characters on the bus as well. Mm-hmm. Like everyone had their own individually. Like the bus driver got shot, then Sandra Bullock, um, in a less annoying sense. Um, I know she got better when she was uh, in all in like as she's got on, but some of her early stuff was rough. But she was. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed uh, the aspect and then the romance between her and. Uh, so oh, the chemistry! Raised, oh, it, the it, sexual it, tension in that movie is unreal. It, it built up quite nicely, and again with the speed and then like they've done the all action tropes get or you run out of road. How the fuck are they going to run out of road? And then they do this impossible jump that is just absolutely phenomenal. Which I think they try to do on they try to recreate on Mythbusters to see if, to see if the, this jump was possible, and it turned out not a chance in holy hell. Uh, Only in Hollywood. <laughs> kids <laughs> yeah. um, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it's one of the most films where, like, when you're describing it and you describe the premise of it, mm-hmm. you kind of you. If you haven't seen the movie, you kind of look at someone and go, "Really? Yeah, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a bus that can't really." <laughs> but like, when you watch it, it works so well. <laughs> it's so nineties, though, isn't it? It's yeah. so nineties. It was that popular and that famous Father Ted Parry bit. Yeah. Oh my That's God, what I was just oh, thinking about. The milk <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I some, some of the lines in the film, though, uh, what was it? Uh, pop quiz, hot chat. Uh, yeah. Dennis would say, and the fact that how he caught him as well was because he used a, like, his retirement watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That element was so, like, like little things, which again we didn't get in many night like action horror films, uh, action, action horror films, action mm-hmm. movies where um they, they took the details to heart. It's them little things where I don't think there's any um like open ended comments or like, anything that's left like where you you, tr- you would question it, unless the, like the magical jump where it jumped over the highway. <laughs> but um, but everything like the decisions they make make sense. They need to keep going. So they go on an airport where they can just keep going round and round circles. Brilliant. Um, they find out what's on video or the being filmed. So they work out how to loop the video without getting them off. And the whole aspects of when that um that woman who tries who gets scared mm-hmm. and she tries to get off and they blow off and she goes underneath the tires again, yeah. horrible. But uh, yeah, the less we talk about the sequel, the better, I think. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never ever seen it. Not even Willem Dafoe could save it. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is in it. He's the bad guy, as you'd expect. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. uh, well, Keanu Reeves actually turned down. He refused to come back for the sequel because he thought it was going to be that bad. <laughs> and he was right. We did leave here, here. So yes, yeah, so that's well, my third and first pick. Uh, <laughs> speed, yes. So I, I thought that one would have been a little bit because uh, it's very like, on the. In my in my head, it's very much like the Tower and Inferno or um, Backdraft. Even could be classed as uh, a disaster movie for the aspects that they have. But um, yeah, that, that was my little homage to the action films, shall we say? Action disaster movies. Let's give it its own sub, like own genre, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> along with everything else. Horror disaster. <laughs> this is what we were talking about yesterday. Like Zombie disaster. <laughs> There was a man who stubbed his toe and went on a rampage. Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> D- dropped his McDonald's. Fuck. Yeah, Disaster. An American somewhere didn't get cream in the coffee. Oh! Disaster. <laughs> it's now the new multiverse word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so certainly that was my pick. So awesome. back to Charlotte for number four now, is it? Yep. Yes. Uh, so my number four pick, we have talked about kind of on the podcast before. Um, but it is not just one of my favourite disaster films. It is one of my favourite films now. Um, it came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by John Krasinski. Uh, and it is A Quiet Place. Very dysopia, yes. Um, it, it, fits, it fits every single John you're going, I think. I it don't, really I think does. It, it ticks every single box. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk about it, Charlotte, because I could talk about this film. Like, yeah. so much I love it but yeah it is it's, your time to shine there young lady it is such a different film experience when you watch it there's there's 25 lines of dialogue in the first film mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever been more 
like intrigued in a film with no sound. Mm. It's it's creepy. It's heartfelt. It mm. it's heartbreaking. Mm. It's it's just brilliant. Like for a, for a first time director, it was mm. it was so you, good. Do you expect that from John Krasinski? Like fair enough, John Krasinski is going to go and direct a film. Do you think it's going to fall like jump into that? No, 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 no. Not at the back of the office. Like if Not somebody a... had said he's going to do a, a comedy film, you'd like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That mm. makes total sense. Uh-huh. But, but not this. No. I watched The Office and off the back of that, I don't think John Krasinski is going to do a film that's going to make me sit back on my seat in a silent cinema and go, oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. I'm it's... a huge fan of The Office, as everyone knows. Yeah. And you don't expect, when you watch them on screen, you, that's not... Mm-hmm. that's just not the vibe you get from him no so and, good and you get different vibes from how you watch it as well like I've sort of the cinema loved it it was like cinematic it was breathtaking I watched it at home it's more intimate it, mm-hmm. it takes you down a yeah. different path in, in a ways which again not many films can do and the brilliant choices that you made in the film like casting his wife Emily Blunt <gasps> so that connection that you feel it you, you feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through the screen how much they actually care mm-hmm. and love each other and even like again I know I've probably said it first I'm not the biggest fan of child actors or child performances <laughs> in movies children in general, <laughs> yeah um but the cast the kids in this mm. are perfect as well and his daughter god his daughter breaks your heart and every which way the, you think the, the girl who plays Sorry, the girl who plays his daughter is called Millicent Simmons and she has been deaf from a baby. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest things that John Krasinski wanted because he wanted to be able to tell the film from her point of view with no sound. Just true yeah. representation of, mm-hmm. I love that. I really do. I love that we are now at a time where deaf actresses and actors have been not not just used for the fact that celebrated. they're celebrated. Celebrate. Not just used for the fact that they're deaf, but to be actual actors. Like look at um Connie in Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Angel in Walking Dead. If you didn't know she is deaf, she yeah. may not be full on like Connie is, but I'm yeah. just using the character's name because I generally don't know their, <laughs> their actors' names. But I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, look at Strictly. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know this is just far yeah. afield, but look at Strictly Come Dancing. They had a deaf actress dance who cannot hear any of the music, and she mm. won. Mm. She was phenomenal, and it blew my mind that she couldn't hear anything, but still managed to know each beat. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. But, yeah, but like I said, when going back to, like I said, Charlotte's pick there, the, the Quiet Place, I don't think, again, if we talk about like films, because I, I don't think you can talk about the first one without the second one. Because no. it doesn't... see them as one. It's As I said, it's a continuation, and when you watch the, them both together again beautiful storytelling that's that's uh, i know it sounds weird but the story uh, again is original it's mm-hmm. it's nothing that you expect and like the twists and turns and like again spoiler if you haven't seen it what happens to john K- K- kajinski's character oh. uh, at the end of the first one honestly you do not see it coming you do not want it want you it to come want it. but the film doesn't work if it doesn't happen that yeah. that scene is actually more authentic because 
when him and Millicent Simmons, the daughter, were rehearsing the scene, they rehearsed it like word for word in the script with, with the ASL and the sign language and everything, word for word. And then when they came to film the scene, mm-hmm. she changed it from I love you to I have always loved you. Mm-hmm. And he burst into tears and they mm-hmm. kept it. Mm-hmm. They kept it in the film because he was like, this is real. I want it. Yeah. I want oh it. My God. I want it on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Branches off. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Like, it just shows how good a director he is, though. Yeah. It's just, it it like, also shows how much of a beautiful person he is. Oh, he genuinely is just a beautiful person and just takes and and appreciates people. Mm-hmm. Like, and just regardless of what of who he's who he's working with or dealing with, he just appreciates people. And um, oh my god, that's made that so much more special, <laughs> like knowing that. Yeah, and if he's not a certain uh, fan, if, he is not, if he is not Reed Richards, I'm gonna burn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so bothered about Emily Blunt. Emily, how good was Emily Blunt in that in that that bathtub scene? Yeah. Was filmed oh one take. Mm. You could not do film. it. You could not do oh. it in any other because you need something raw. Mm. Like she's yeah. and, and she's a mother as well. Like she's she's done it. She she knows what she's dealing with. Um, she was phenomenal when that um thing went in a nail went in a foot. Oh, I felt it. Oh. I felt oh. I felt it for her because she couldn't scream. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me talk at the thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> my feet have gone no. really hot. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair though, that these films made us forgive her for Mary Poppins. So. Yeah. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Yet. I didn't mind Darren Mary Poppins. I thought oh. she was good. No, you can't remake. You can't do a sequel to Mary Poppins. But again, no, like <laughs> when you heard Emily Blunt was going to be one of the leads in a horror film, you just sort of thought, "Where mm. is this going to work?" I thought, that when, I thought that with Edge of Tomorrow as well, and yeah. it, it worked. Oh, yeah. she was brilliant in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, but she... they didn't advertise this as a horror, though, did they? When the first thing that just came out, they said it was just like a sci-fi, and the kind of the horror aspect kind of surprised everyone because this was so. Again, this one was one of them where little fanfare, little information, Mm -hmm. it kind of kind of spread through word and mouth because there wasn't many trailers about this either that showed anything. So again, it was a kind of the film, little film that could just because of how well and how brilliant it was and look at it and look at it look at us. We've how many times have we mentioned it here because of how much we like (laughs) genuinely love it, like. You can't watch now. I can't watch the first one without the second one. It's got to be a double feature, and that's how we did it when we watched the second one last year. And it works like mm. it works so well watching them together as one. There's mm-hmm. the, the continuity in it is phenomenal, unreal. Mm-hmm. yeah, oh, mm-hmm. unreal, absolutely unreal. Um, sorry, it was the last. It was the last one that I thought of, and when I thought of it, I immediately thought, "Why didn't I think? How wasn't this like me number one?" There's explosions because it. it's just it's. <laughs> It's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, and you can't get much more of a disaster than the end of the world. Exactly. I agree. I'm changing my opinion <laughs> on this whole disaster thing now. I think I think I finally understand it. <laughs> so again, like, I've always said it, a disaster can be anything. Like you say, it doesn't have to be like world be, world ending. It can be someone's world ending, if that makes sense. Because it would so, be a disaster to them. Exactly. That's 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 the main thing. So yeah, absolutely brilliant, makes, choice. brilliant choice. If it makes you feel like an like there's an impending doom, like you're about to sit and watch a John Travolta film, then it's a disaster. Going to work on a Monday morning after a weekend. <laughs> going to work, going to, going to work tomorrow. <laughs> disaster. Yeah, that's me. Nine o'clock. That's so. me. Eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So back to you, there, Sammy, for your fourth pick. Well, my fourth pick 
I'm I'm going down the route of what I originally thought this this uh, list was all about. <laughs> I'm going down the natural disaster list, and I'm picking one of the greatest natural disaster films that has ever been released with the best cast sets in there, and it was from '96, and it's Twister. Very good film today. <laughs> we watched it today. <laughs> it is phenomenal. You've got the great legend that is Bill Paxton. The late like, Oh, honestly, I cried when he passed. I'm gen- not sure. I generally shed a tear. I was so shocked because this man is unreal. If any of you have watched his directorial um, film he did and he starred in it, I generally can't remember the name of it, but it, it, please look it up. He directed it um, and he started. It's amazing. It is, is that, unreal. Is that frailty? Um, I think so. The yes, name sounds the one familiar. Where he's- where he thinks that um, he can see demons in people. Yes, yes. Yeah, I adore that movie. It, it was such a good so film. Good. We literally mm. just we were on a Bill Paxton high, like we were celebrating the man, and we didn't realize that he directed this film. So we, we I didn't know that until you just said it. Breathtaking, absolutely have breathtaking. You, um, have you seen uh, Broken Lizards Club Dread? Yes, it's one of my favorites. Thank He's you. coconut Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And hates the fact how much I love this movie. I yeah. look at him shaking his head. It is <laughs> unreal. I think I've even picked it on one of the lists before. You did. Well. You I did. did. Yeah, it's shite. one of my it's one of my favorites. I love it. You just said you like a James Franco film, you can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good point. Very good point. Um, it, it doesn't just have the great Bill Paxton in it, it has also the late. Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, yeah. playing Helen uh, Dusty, Helen mm. Hunt. Um, also... And she is hot in that film as well. I'm yes. not really a big fan of Helen Hunt, no. but I fancied the pants of her during my teenage years. I had, I had a phase of going through white vest tops and khaki trousers because of that woman. Like, I got it. <laughs> I did get it. Uh, we play a, um, a twisted game called Son of a Bitch. Mm-hmm. Anytime Bill Paxton says, Son of a Bitch, you take a drink. <laughs> But you were drunk in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, it has um, Kari, can't think of his surname. Um, Kari Elwes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he's in it, who has one of the most gruesome deaths, mm. I think. If you pay in close attention, he has a pylon go through his face. He does. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Sting. Um, you have also Star from The Lost Boys, who oh, says an amazing line of, we got cows. <laughs> Love it. Twister is an all-time, all-round, amazing Sunday morning film. It's a good time film type thing. Yeah. You can watch yeah. it and they said, I love the Wizard of Oz references as well, where they call yes. the little things Dorothy's and Dorothy yeah. too. Um, that aspect was always like never lost on us, um, with especially with like say the twisted Tina off to Oz. Um but I love the whole stories. Like I know it, as cheesy as it sounds, like the stories about uh, when they're telling about the backstories, like what, how Twist has yeah, missed, <laughs> missed one house, missed another house and come directly towards us, like almost like the Twist had its own mind. Yeah. Uh, that aspect always kind of through. But uh, I love the stories as well when they're telling Bill Paxton when he was... Uh, like when they've got introduced, how he's pissed. Uh, <laughs> pissed up against the Johnny. Yeah, starts and threw a, a bottle of Jack at the Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, I could, even, even not just as his character, I could see Bill Paxton generally doing that. Yeah. Um, don't you think, though, as their job, 
is to chase tornadoes that they would have that thought that the Trista has its own mind. Like they yeah. work so close with them, they would genuinely see them as actual beings as opposed to forces of there's nature. Probably, to be fair, there's probably people out there that's trying to sleep with tornadoes, so well, it doesn't surprise us. I'm sure at one point, I'm sure at one point in America that people started shooting guns at them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Remember, that? remember that? Yeah. Wow. This- yeah, there we go. I was quite young when I saw this because like, it only came out in '96, and I, um... I genuinely didn't—I <laughs> genuinely didn't realize that there were people out there that did that. This was mention. their job. Like yeah. I couldn't understand the mindset behind why would you want to go chase to chase a tornado? Why would you not? Why would you do that? Why not? Look at that job. Sound fantastic. I wanted to do. I wanted to do something with weather. Like, I was like that into it, but this is what happens when I watch films or like Jurassic Park. I wanted to be an archaeologist. Yeah, I went through a very long period of time of wanting to be an archaeologist so yeah. badly. And then I wanted to do something with weather because I wanted to go and chase tornadoes. And then when I got obsessed with dog the bounty hunter, I wanted to move to Hawaii and become a bounty hunter. Not even open. That's why Sam. Like we have to be careful when we mention the word cult with Sam because Sam's like, yeah, 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 get me in there. <laughs> and we genuinely join one. We all know this. <laughs> but um, no, um, it's 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 a, it's like say, in the elements in it, it shouldn't work as a film as well as it does. But mm. it's just a very good, like, say, as I said, a Sunday morning action film oh. you can put on, and and uh, there's there's all different aspects and. Again, I never thought I'd feel sad about a CGI cow. Yep, and I did. I certainly <laughs> um, did. Yeah. That food scene, though, where they're all yeah. eating at our auntie's house. Oh, my Steak. God. Steak. That potato <laughs> man and that gravy. It looks amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, the ride in Florida was horrendously bad. But well, it's not a ride. It's it wasn't a ride. It was an experience. experience. Sorry. Yeah. But the opening bit, when you're standing in queue, you have Bill Paxton talking to you and you have like a full on, you're in like the house. You've got like cars above you and stuff like that. Like it's you're proper in it. And then Bill Paxton's just talking to you and you're like, and this is why I waited to do this because I just want to hear you talk to me. You get fucking soaked though. That's oh fucking God, yes, you do. <laughs> it's not there no more, but it was, it was, a, it was an experience and it was a fun one. And it's just like, it was just, mm-hmm. it's lovely. I love the movie. It's a proper family film. Like, and it's one of my family's favourites. We all love it. Cool. Um, and I couldn't not have it on a disaster list. Cool. So going to Kev first, number four. Um, I've changed my number four on uh, your last pick. Uh-huh. Um, I did have Deep Impact, but on your last pick, I thought, well, if that can be classed as a disaster film, I'm going to go with um, Blown Away with Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. Jones, yeah. Never so, heard of it. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Good it's, film. Yeah. What was it? Is it? Was it the 90s or the 80s? I think it was the it 90s, was, wasn't it? It was the 90s. It was uh, early to mid-90s, essentially. Jeff Bridges is a bomb disposal expert. Yes. Um, and Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones is an IRA terrorist in America. Yeah. So Jeff Bridges used to be IRA as well. He was tricked into it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's essentially him and Forrest Whitaker. I think it's mm. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, it is, because he's the arrogant one. Um, mm. They're trying to hunt him, like Tommy Lee Jones, down while he's hunting them. Mm-hmm. And there's bombs all over, like, I yeah. think it's Boston or somewhere, and they're mm-hmm. just blowing the shit out of it. It's it's class. Yeah, but that Tommy, what I reminded as well, is Tommy Lee Jones' accent was terrible all the way through. His <laughs> Irish accent was bad. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I can remember, like, it was early 90s, I'm sure of it. Um yeah. But it's entertaining as well because Tommy Lee Jones is full on, uh, like, 
Batman, Batman, and uh, Batman Forever type Tommy Lee Jones, where he's yeah. completely out of it and just going nuts. Yes. Uh, I think he did this either just after The Fugitive, was that right? It was just after, yeah. Yeah, greatest like, film ever. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched it last year. <laughs> uh, I remember this one because it came out the pictures. It didn't do well, but it, it was. Uh, I think it was shown on BBC One. Yeah, I think that was when I, I watched it because it was on like one of the Saturday night movies. Um, I thought because I, I was, it's always like Tommy Lee Jones film, but I remember watching these being absolutely manic and crazy all the way through. But yep. it's it's an entertaining watch. It is. It's uh, like I said. Just completely because one of his bombs goes off and he goes deaf in one of his ears as well. So if, yeah, am I remembering rightly, or am I just totally making that up? No, 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 you've got it. Yeah, um, I think the most memorable scene for me is um, mm-hmm. when they're doing like the practice runs in the training labs, and Forrest Whitaker's just such an arrogant asshole thinking he's the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff Bridges is just like, Right, congratulations, come and disarm this one for us. And he takes a step, mm-hmm. and you hear a click, and he's like, Yep, you've just stood on a bouncing Betty. Bye. Mm-hmm. And just walks out of the room, disarm that. Bouncing Betty's not any... <laughs> Bouncing Betty's a landmine. You stand on it, you take your foot off, it, it bounces up to waist height and blows you in half. Brilliant. Yeah, they're an actual thing. Um, they're, uh, they're, they're nasty. Um, they sound it. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's trying to disarm it and he just goes, you know what it is, fuck it, and he just steps off it and all you see is just paint splatter everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Forrest Whitaker nice. walk out just covered in paint. Pissed off. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never heard of it. It's, no, it's a good film. Yeah, it's it's one of them things where it, it had a decent budget, but yeah. I think the subject matter was a little bit too, especially yeah. with the, like going around being the IRA at the time, oh, bombing nice. around America, especially around the time it was. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think it got. A, I don't think it got a cinema release in the UK. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong there, but I'm I, not I know sure it did. Uh, but I think it came out in America, but it was around about the time when um, they were making a few IRA, IRA films, because I'm sure it was about the time Avery with... Games uh, and stuff. Avery Games. And is that the one with Harrison Ford and... Yeah, the Jack uh, Ryan novel. Yes, because them came out around about the same time. Yeah. So I think it was a big... Because like, I think in America at the time, they were, like America was going, oh, we've got Irish heritage. We're supporting yeah. these things. Because a lot of backlash, again, it's just hearsay. I'm not saying it did but a lot of these films were meant to have been being made to be funding the IRA yeah there was uh, oh. those rumours went around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being, being very careful what I'm saying don't worry you don't get fact checked on YouTube <laughs> I don't know it's not being fact checked but um, <laughs> It's like I say, a very, very sensitive subject, and I oh, don't want to be—I yeah. don't want to be saying anything that could upset yeah. anyone or anything. So I'm being very, very careful what I'm saying. But I know there was a lot of talk with that's why these type of movies were getting made at the time, because mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood was meant to be. Again, I don't know if it was supporting um, the group. Um, I don't know if it was Sinn Fein, but it was definitely like like say the IRA aspect of it. So I'm so dumb that I generally thought Sinn Fein was a person. Bless you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I, I try not to get myself in trouble with that one. <laughs> People will just focus on what I've just said right there and think, yeah. "How does she function? How does she put one foot in front of the other on a morning?" If I was worried, I thought you were going to do an Irish accent. There, I was going, "Oh no, oh, good God, no, good God, no." 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's blown as that that like not uh, wasn't expecting that because like yeah, I haven't thought about that film in about twenty years. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> cool. Well, yes, good awesome pick. Um, and let's cool move man. to the the quiet man today, is little Grant. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, bit of an off-the-wall one, um, a movie with a massive war and a mm-hmm. lot of conflict in it. Um, it sets off yet another uh, Christian-style end of the world mm-hmm. that is averted by four young boys. And it's a musical. So the Goonies? Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> they did not stop Christianity wrath. <laughs> South Park, bigger, longer and uncut. Ah. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god. The execution of Terence and Philip brings about this what is essentially World War Three yeah. uh, between America and Canada. It also gave us one of the best Oscar moments. Yes, ever, it did. It with did. Robin Williams stamping mm-hmm. around singing Blame Canada on the <laughs> Oscar. Weren't they on acid as well on that night? Is that the night that they went if you ever there's a on YouTube, there's a video of it's a very short program about how they make South Park. It's phenomenal because it's all done in a week. Um, did not know Bill Hader was part of the South Park crew. Yep. Um, didn't know that until I watched this. But they talk about the Oscars and when they went, when they went in dresses. Yeah, remember they were yes. they were on acid that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they are. But it starts this. They don't start tripping until they get to where everyone start asking like. What exactly are you? What point are you trying to make? And they're like, they can't even talk. <laughs> it's at grand. What a choice! Oh, uh, everyone's going to sing. I, I demand that everyone sings a song from the South Park movie now. I'm super. <laughs> thanks for asking. I couldn't be better with things considering I'm okay. There you go. <laughs> I love that song. I love that movie. It's the best. Oh, I, had to put, I had to put it in there. South Park is possibly my favourite show of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched every episode and the movies to death. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about singing the songs there. I can recite mm-hmm. um, entire episodes, but when I was thinking about end of the world type scenarios and then obviously you've got the bit at the end after they've executed Terence and Philip and Satan mm-hmm. pops up Excellent. and then the entire world is uh, saved by Cartman swearing mm. repeatedly while he fires <laughs> lightning bolts out of his hands it's like, yeah, that, that, so that good go <laughs> I, was just, like, say, I, I think we're skirting the point of the point that, like that uh, Satan is Saddam Hussein's bitch oh. <laughs> the, hey, song, Satan. Hey. The, the song that Satan sings though is on my movie playlist because it is absolutely phenomenal Little Boy You're Going to Hell by Metallica's in there as well yeah. Um, the the whole movie itself is just you like you're up here, like your, che- <laughs> your cheeks are like up behind because you cannot stop smiling. It the shouldn't game, work. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't work. And no, the whole concept of South Park shouldn't work, but it does. It does. <laughs> and we found out the other week that Charlotte's mum and dad absolutely love South Park yes. as well. So. <laughs> but my watch is South Park, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why we're saying we're not going to swear. <laughs> I never even crossed my mind no. <laughs> for a disaster it, film. Never even, but it is. It is. It is. It is one of the biggest, it's one of the biggest disaster <laughs> movies out there. Because Christians yeah. really know how to bring wrath minds. So yes, <laughs> yes, they brilliant. Do. <laughs> wow, I am totally blown away with that choice. I really, genuinely am. It is phenomenal. Well, Grant, <laughs> this is why you hate Grant. 
I want to watch this. <laughs> I want to watch it again now. Though, me too. Me yeah. too. I have such a list of films to watch now. This is why I love doing this because I'm like, I need to watch this now. <laughs> Absolutely. What I adore most about it, and Trey Parker actually do it, uh, and Matt Stone do it um, quite a bit. They did it with uh, their first movie as well, Cannibal. Yeah. Is that they always took musical elements in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that, regardless of how weird the um, the subject matter is, or how bizarre, or how grotesque, or anything like that. They always throw themselves right back into this proper kind of larger than life musical theatre mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. Uh, scenario. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. Um, mm. You, you know, um, it's, you wouldn't think it looking at me, but I do actually like a musical. Um, no, we've had this discussion before, because I'm a big musical fan as well. So uh, yeah. I think I think I, well, any type of entertainment I'm all game for. But if it's got a little bit of a, a catchy song and a dance, I'm, I'm quite happy with it as well. In it. <laughs> um, if you love South Park, watch the watch the making of an actual South Park episode. You will generally fall in love with them, too, even more than what you probably yeah. have right now because they are such kindred souls and spirit. It, it's ridiculous. Like these work together for how many years mm. and still get each other. Yeah, I think yeah. there's no ego with them too. Yeah, they I know think, ex- think exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. I think Donna would be upset if we didn't mention Orgasmo as well. Her oh. favourite film that she bangs on about with every, every 10 seconds. It. You're going to make me come. I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> Love What's that the film. song in that film again? Oh, I can't remember that. Now you're a man. man. You're, a very, <laughs> very man. you're a man. <laughs> That's, but, uh, That's oh, it. I'm off on one now. I'm off on one now. I'm, I'm oh, so man. Bless. But uh, yeah, uh, what a film. South Park the movie. Can't. Yeah. What a think... choice. Grant wins. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. Never one would have even. No. no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring my uh, choice a little bit more serious now. Let's <laughs> bring it back down to earth then. <laughs> well, funny enough, it does star Sandra Bullock. Uh, she's not other, not many, too many characters are in there with her. I think uh, George oh. Clooney has a little bit of a cameo. Uh, Gravity. Oh my God, Paul, that movie is beautiful. Mm, absolutely shot perfectly. And again, you've said it best, better than I could have then. Coming back to Earth. Uh, <laughs> what a, what the person goes through. And I, as I said, uh, sorry, as I said just before, with it only having one main character in and going through the stress and everything that she goes through to get home and the aspects like, the meteorite going around the earth and destroying it even more and then that time scales and having to make the decision whether to go for it or wait and see what happens and the fact that she makes a jump and like again i know a lot of films have mentioned the cinematography in this film oh. is not being beaten personally i don't think there's a better looking film out there than this one and this film completely blew me away because I wasn't expecting what we got with this film mm-hmm. I've and, never felt anxiety like it in a movie oh no like every aspect makes you feel uncomfortable makes mm-hmm. you hurt in a way yeah um yeah. I, I, like it makes you feel every beat and every breath that's just taken because you know it, 
you you dying well, like you're dying for her to get home. And again, I know I give her shit before, but Sandra Bullock is absolutely phenomenal in this <clears throat> film. Unreal. What I would love to, I would love to have seen it in the cinema and never did. I watched it at home. Mm-hmm. Um what I want to do, what I would love to have done, or what I would love to do, is watch it in a planetarium mm-hmm. where it's all encompassing yeah. it's all around us uh, how you've got to like move to be with that i think that would i think it would be quite an adjustment mm-hmm. like because obviously it's enclosed space and she yeah. is in space and um, but it's just the idea of it because it is all in space like mm-hmm. it's very there's not a lot of time when she's mm-hmm. like in one do you know what i mean i just yeah. i think it would i think it would be phenomenal i just love the aspect how the major feel so claustrophobic in space where there's infinity there's everything around you but mm-hmm. you're so tightly in and and you can do it in your own home as well you can still feel that in your own home mm, definitely and I remember going to see that the pictures uh, and just sitting there with my mouth open like through the whole film like I didn't I don't even think I make it made a noise all the way through the film until she like spoiler got back to earth she and, made it people yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she did, she did well, she's okay it. <laughs> oh sorry but um <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, that's not the that that's not the point of the film. Yeah, it's not. Like, no. uh, the whole aspect, the claustrophobia, and just the visuals. Like, say, even if you want don't if you want to watch a film just to look at, if you've got four K, if you've got want to show off like, your your spec on your TV, that is the film to use. That like to me, again, a lot of people might argue with. I think it's a beautiful, more a more better looking film than Avatar. Totally, hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent, and not just because it's a space film. Because I love space films, and mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's, oh, it's hard to describe. It's like hard to put into words how mm. effing beautiful this film is. Mm. And I know there's a lot of CGI used, but it's not, not to the, it's not to the point where it takes your eye away. Mm-hmm. Everything's done subtly, like the whole aspect of like when she's on the station and the meteorites are flying around, and you 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 timing it and think, no shit what she's going to do when it hits like things it's like like bullets going through it and it's it's hard it, it, it is heart-wrenching mm-hmm. what a choice have, mm-hmm. have you seen and like the explosions. making of it as well i no, haven't no. I haven't. no some of the making of it like because obviously she was on her own and like just mm. the preparation she had to do to, mm. to mm. film it was unbelievable and, right. well i can't imagine but yeah mm. Unreal. Like it was a proper, proper process that she had to go yeah. through to, mm-hmm. to just to get in the in that kind of mindset because it's mm-hmm. not a mindset a lot of people will ever understand. No, no. no. you can go through a simulation in Disneyland. It will never, mm-hmm. it will never be the same as what mm-hmm. what they experience. And um, space fascinates the life out of me. Um, space movies and anything to do with anything to do with the Apollo missions, mm-hmm. I've read. 100 times over the Jupiter um what really started the Apollo program totally just I love it this ticked every box for us mm-hmm. and there was explosions <laughs> and like say the disaster. disaster element wasn't like say world ending or I think it was I mean, purely it was her world ending exactly mm-hmm. it was purely her trying to get home and that's that's what that was the thing and again I think there's something quite powerful about that as well and her desire to get home and what she pushed and I don't think as I said I don't think many people could have done I know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's impossible to say it but uh, I, 
I don't know how I would have reacted in her situation. I probably would have just sat in a corner and cried. I'd be dead. <laughs> the same as a zombie apocalypse. I'm the first one gone. Yep. I'm that stupid. I'd probably do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so that was that was my fourth pick there. So, well, my second pick actually your second pick of the night, <laughs> yeah. your fourth pick in general. <laughs> but yeah, now so you that... know how it feels. <laughs> cool. So we're back to Charlotte's last, last pick. pick now. I'm really surprised my last pick hasn't been said because I think it's probably as far as disaster movies goes, it's probably one of the ultimate disaster movies that everybody thinks of. Mm-hmm. Independence Day. But you said it in the chat, so we wanted to give you it. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, actually, I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised that a lot of us haven't gotten like, apart from Paul, a crossover like more often. Yeah, um, I never even would have like thought is like, but there's explosions, aliens. Wow. Well, there's yes. it. There's there's not just explosions. There's cities cities getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It has the most inspirational speech about it. It's Independence Day. Um, <laughs> it's our, it's our Independence Day. In that one film. <laughs> yeah, I think like it was like when I heard that we were doing disaster movies. I was like, well, somebody's going to say Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm but as soon as you said it in the chat, I was like, oh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember seeing it in the chat now. Yeah, I don't remember but... singing it either. No. I, think, I think it was I like two, yeah, because I think we were discussing yeah, what's what, what's a in what's a um, disaster movie, and you went, could someone please ar- settle an argument with me? Is this the one you were arguing over? <laughs> was it? In, no, it wasn't. It was um, Children of Men that I asked was. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was it wasn't Independence Day. Day. I said it was, was sci-fi. Yeah. I'm going to this. I swear it was in, I swear it was Children of Men. <laughs> fact check. Fact check, please. Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Moderator. <laughs> um, but yeah, Independence Day. Yeah, and Donna's just confirmed Not... you did say Independence Day as well. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's confirmed. <laughs> yeah, what a film though. This was a, a, the ultimate 90s action yes. disaster, sci-fi. Everything rolled up in one uh, like I say, you had Will Smith, you had Jeff Goldblum, um, Judd Hirsch, Judd Hirsch, Bill yes, Pullman, Bill Pullman, of course, um, Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick. Yes, Jr. yes. Oh my God! Right on yes. Yeah. Right on. Randy Quaid. Oh my God! It's Randy Quaid. Oh my God! Who never got out of character, <laughs> even in 2021. He's still that. The daughter from was it Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, yeah the daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire yeah. was in it. Yeah. Oh yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know who you mean. Yeah. So your dad's a hero. We know. <laughs> this was the cheesiest film in, as well it was it was a Christmas film in our house because it was always that, on on Christmas Eve the thing that got me about that and it, it makes us laugh every time how strong are Will Smith's hands this alien in space suit smashed through the barrier smashed into the ground survived in its protective spacesuit, and got knocked out by Will Smith Amazing. It was beautiful. It was <laughs> well. To be fair, we're, we're talking about Muhammad Ali here as well. So, uh, well, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> 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 I'm 
<laughs> but no, um, again, the visuals in this as well. I, I, I think it's a great thing with, especially with these type of films. Like they, they did do the big spectacle. Um, again, it had a dog in as well that almost made you cry when you thought the dog was going to explode, oh. and and it just jumped in out of the middle of nowhere and survived. But yeah, Super <laughs> that that image of the White House being blown up. Iconic. Yeah. Unreal. But say that wasn't CGI. That was a model as well. Yeah. Was it? It was practical. It was practical yeah. effects. Yeah. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not know that. We all know how I feel about practical effects. I mm-hmm. did not know that. Yeah, in the past yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, it was. Uh, it was literally the first film I watched when I went 4K. Great. Uh, I'm sure it was the first film we watched, wasn't it? We got the fire stick and we put Independence Day on to test the 4K. Apparently, when it comes to 4K, the older films are better because of the film it was made on transfers better. But if it's been shot in digital, you can't upscale, well, can't make digital better than what it was originally cast as. So that's what, why a lot of the old films... I'll tell you what uh, is annoying with 4K. I, I, wanted to test the argument. Hmm? I wanted to test the argument. I was sick of people saying you couldn't see 4K. Charlotte, your eyesight. Um, terrible. <laughs> I can tell the difference. <laughs> what I can, what I've started to notice is I'm starting to be, my 4K like, is so clear that I'm starting to see lace front wigs, and I'm starting yes. to see the lace front at the front. I've noticed on The Witcher, I've noticed it on the movie that I watched. Don't look up. I'm seeing people's makeup lines. If you watch Selling Sunset, you can see their makeup line going down. It's infuriating. I'm like, (laughs) I love the quality. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see lace fronts. And I definitely don't want to see Asian makeup lines. Tell you what's the worst one, Back to the Future in 4K. You can see, and and Doc Brown gets the aged up makeup on his neck. You can see the the cut-in line. You can see the cut-in lines there. Oh! Yeah. When he's aged up. Oh, it, made, it did make us sad when I saw it, but um, it, made me, it made me so sad. <laughs> uh, the perfect film has its flaws, but yes, um, Independence Day, top film. Great choice. Um, again, it's just pure entertainment. It's cheese factor. It's nineties again. It's nineties. It's a ni- it's American shit, but yes, it's it's fun American <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a million cliches rolled into one, but it oh, just works. It was, it was and the sequel was terrible. So yeah. Never <laughs> So no. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the branch pipes up for that. <laughs> yeah. But the but the but the thing is, though, the idea behind the sequel was like I like the idea. It's just the execution. It's how we basically used the alien technology that had explored to try and defend us, but then they couldn't get any of the original cast back, so they had some weird kid playing uh, the Will Smith. Carried the book grown up. That was and, uh, Usher, wasn't it, or someone like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I was. It wasn't he was good. In, he was in Shaft. Oh, I can't oh, the, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. Shaft's son. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of them things. It was a lot of missteps all at one, but it could have yeah. been. It could have been something special, but it just so, wasn't. One to miss. Yes. Uh, it was a film that didn't need a single as well, though. That's the thing. No. Oh, it was yeah. perfect as it was. Just leave it standalone. Mm-hmm. Certainly agree there. So move on to Sammy's last pick. All right. I've kept this one for last because if I don't cry, it'll be an absolute miracle. Oh, we used to hear crying now, don't worry. <laughs> this is one of my favourite films. And it, when we said disaster, this had to come up in there. 
Um, I've been wanting to use it for a while. I've just been trying to find the right moment to use it. It's from 2012 and it stars Steve Carell and it stars Kieran Knightley. And it's called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. And it is one of the most beautiful movies I have ever seen in my life. I have never cried so hard at an end of a film. I have never laughed so much in the middle of it. Steve Carell is not your usual, is not your usual Steve Carell, not the funny guy. He is funny, but he's really toned it down and he's really showing you that he can act. And he's a, the, they've been told that they've got so many days before the end of the world. That's it. There's no explanation. It's just, it's gone. The world is gone. And he befriends Kieran Knightley. They are the complete bipolar opposites. He is very conservative. She is very on the edge. And they both live through each other while they are going towards the end of the earth, like the end of the, the end of days. The best part about this film was there's one scene where he goes to his friend's house and it's um, Connie uh, from American Horror Story. Red hair. What's her name? No. Uh, watch American Horror Story. Couldn't get anywhere. I love American oh, Horror Story. That's no, not jumping out at me. She's in the first series. She's um, Thingy Harmon. She's the mom. All right, I know what you mean. Right. She was uh, yeah. now. She's been in a few things like American shows. She was yes, in her... uh, the Country of Western show as well, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. she throws a house party, and as he walks in, she he was like, "What are you doing?" She was like, "Well, it's the end of the world. We're just, we're just partying up." And he was like, "Noticed that there was a lot of drugs there," and she was like, "Oh yeah, we're doing heroin." <laughs> why not yeah. the world's going to end she was gonna, yeah the world's going to end we've got heroin in this corner coke in this corner meth over there just knock yourselves out that's our party and it, we thought it was absolutely brilliant the film I don't know if he's are you bothered about spoilers no no because obviously the, the world does end right um, it does generally end it, it wasn't a ruse or anything like that it actually happened but they fall in love with each other oh right right at the end so it's a bit oh. of a sweet one. And they see the world out together in love as one. It is absolutely beautiful. So, it it's, is. A bit, so it's a little bit like don't look up type thing in that aspect. Yes, where, in that, yeah. her and her, this is why I kind of separated them. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. I was picking one and that was exactly the same as the next one. But this was always the first on my list, like mm-hmm. always. Um, I was hysterical at the end of this i was like can't believe they found each other like the these people wouldn't they would never have found each other in normal circumstances but they were so right for each other yeah they give each other every like something of what they the other person needed mm-hmm. at and, a time when most needed more than anything so and it was gone yeah and they were gone <laughs> and they died together and it was oh, but that's my last pick. Oh bless you! I've not seen it. It's it's like it's say, it sounds it does sound quite sweet, but um, I think a lot not... of people might have been put off because Steve Carell and he is very like touch like hit and miss. Like mm. he's he's unreal as Michael Scott in the office. Like performance wise, he's brilliant. He does everything that he's meant to do. You mm-hmm. absolutely hate him. But at the same time, he still has redeeming qualities where you're like, nah, he's all right. Mm-hmm. But then you've got his stupid comedy. Yeah. And you don't know what you're getting sometimes when you get Steve Carell. Are you getting Michael Scott's performance or are you getting stupid comedy? Uh And he is amazing in this. Like, absolutely Mm. amazing. Kieran Knightley, not someone who I would, like, go out of my way to watch a film Mm -hmm. with her in. She was brilliant. She kept her accent. She didn't drop it. 
Yeah. So she wasn't putting on a fake American accent. So it mm-hmm. doesn't take you away from anything. Yeah. Um, it's just a lovely, it was a lovely story and one worthy of a disaster movie. Cool. List. Look, might be one I keep my eye out there. So very yes. good. Pick. Cool. Yeah. So, so we'll move on to Kev's last pick now. Is he going to keep um, up the emotional or is he going to go back to, to with a band? I've, um, I've changed mine again. Um, right. Based on the just did, um, because I was going to have Shaun of the Dead. Right, cool. Nice. Yeah. Dead. But based on um, what you were talking about before, and then Sammy saying everything about space, it got us thinking back to the 90s and how can you have a 90s disaster without Apollo 13? <gasps> uh, what a cast. <laughs> what a cast. Amazing. Great Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise, Kevin Bacon, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. It's mm. got the works. How the hell did I not think of Apollo? I have not. <laughs> Oh, I, I literally did. I literally <laughs> didn't think of it until you said including the Apollo missions. Yeah. <laughs> I had because I didn't want to do two space films, so I had Apollo thirteen and uh, gravity. I chose gravity over th- Apollo thirteen. No, <laughs> I chose but... gravity over the. Ex- oh my gosh, I'm yeah. so peed off on myself right now. <laughs> um, I'm, do you know okay, what I'm peed off at? <laughs> I'm just peed off. I'm, I generally don't mind my list for once. Sometimes I like question it, but no, I generally don't mind it. But I'm really paid off that that's not in there. <laughs> it's um, just, it's yeah. just such a good film. And let's face it, it Unreal. spawned the greatest line of the nineties. Like it was one of the most quoted lines of the nineties oh, ever. Houston, Houston, we have we a have problem. problem. Yeah, but to be fair, not just the nineties. It was a like, yeah, since, it's been since, since, since when it actually happened. Is <laughs> so, I love it. It's a true story, though. That's the thing. I think that's why it, it has a lot of impact as well. Yeah. And and the actors that they used as well, like Tom Hanks, he, he's a powerhouse in anything he does. Oh, but yeah. he was on top four, and like was this. Because it was Ron Howard, but wasn't was it Ron Howard one of his first directors or like say big one of his first big ones? Yeah, it was. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. The only thing that, and this is just me being a huge nerd over the fact of how much I've read on Neil Armstrong, Tom Hanks just didn't just he just doesn't have because he's so smart, he's so intelligent, he's so quick thinking, like he just didn't it just didn't come across that way. That yes, he was smart. Mm-hmm. Because he knew what he was doing, but Neil Armstrong was like so quick. Yeah, but um, Tom Hanks wasn't playing Neil Armstrong. No, he wasn't, was he? He was playing no, Jim no. Lovell. <laughs> no. He was playing Jim Lovell. Yeah. He was. <laughs> I am so tired. Oh, oh bless you. You've had a mare that one. <laughs> oh. I was just going to let you run with that one for a bit there. No, no, it's fine. It's not the first time I've done it. I've got I've names wrong, I've gotten places wrong. Like, I don't hide who I am, Kev. <laughs> I, know what, I, know, I know what I'm about um, It's just I, the fact that you let you go on yeah. <laughs> I think we all but, did yeah. though We well, all did We were just like Where's uh, she, where, where she going with the nail arm with, <laughs> with the friends the, the family <laughs> Well just so you know Neil Armstrong's a really intelligent man okay. yeah. <laughs> There you have it well, But I no we played Jim Lovell I thought Gary Sinise and um, Bill Paxton Stole the show on that one I see I thought Kevin Bacon I'm a massive really? Kevin yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but uh, Gary Sinise is like the nicest guy in Hollywood so yeah. I can oh. everything he does and Bill Paxton mm-hmm. that's Bill Paxton yeah 
No, especially when he starts freaking out and like all of them start like thing. But um, I thought Kevin Bacon like, again, just for that for the man that missed like, like for what happened to him and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was like a really powerful performance from Kevin Bacon as well. He's he came a long ways from the guy that got stabbed in the neck in Friday the Thirteenth to to yeah. basically that role. Yeah, especially considering he came in quite late in the film. Like he was Yeah, he's not really in straight away, is he? No. And he, he was really good. Like the entire cast, which is phenomenal. And mm. that film in general, it was just it was such I'm not gonna say a hard film to watch because they made it quite easy watching for what like what it was about. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of harrowing when it came out in the nineties and like there was kids watching it and you were just like, Oh Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, they did watch the um what do you call it? The what's the one that went up in smoke when it in literally on live television? Challenger. Yeah. Challenger. Challenger. Yeah. yeah. I think people are a little bit desensitized when it comes to space. Probably in America, not so much here, and um, because they watched Challenger poo, go mm-hmm. up, and that is some horrible footage. Yeah. And was it um was it Apollo eleven that burned up when it took off? I think it, so. It just, yeah. Just it didn't even get up, did it? Yeah. No, I just kind of lifted a bit. Burned from the inside. Yeah. It's, it's and 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 you think about it, they've recently sent sent poor William Shatner up there as well. So um, <laughs> that's right. The Still think they missed a trick there. Yeah. <laughs> what setting set them on fire? Planting the bomb. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! I really, I really, really, really wanted them all when he came back down to be dressed in Starfleet uniforms and be like, <gasps> "Oh my god." I would have done it just to mess with him. <laughs> you should have totally got off the rocket arm in arm with a hot blue alien and just be like, oh, I was going to say that. Have, have everyone come down, like everyone in green makeup and stuff like that. <laughs> just, uh, that, that absolutely meant. I'll have someone like in Spock just stand there going, Captain, you've, you've arrived. <laughs> I'll do, that, do the whole speech from, uh, was it? Uh, was it number three? Was it number two? Or was it three or four? Where Spock sacrifices himself for? Uh, was it three? Like, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. When it's like, no, it wasn't the Wrath of Khan because uh, no, he, he puts him in. So uh, it was like the needs of the one uh, for the for the, the many and uh, the way the, for the many and stuff. That was like half uh, Star Trek and like deep and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I love that one. But yeah. Um, it was going to be on my list, but I, I had to make a choice if I was going to do space. I couldn't really do two, um, even though I've kind of brought the rule with me next pick. But um, we'll, like I say, we'll come to that in a second. So move on to uh, Grant. What is your? How, how are you going to top South Park? How are you going to top South Park? <laughs> I'm sticking with Space Two, uh, with a movie from 2015, mm-hmm. um, which is disaster after disaster after disaster and includes the most disastrous scene involving potatoes that mm-hmm. you'll ever see. Oh, my God, it's not. Oh. Ridley Scott's The Martian. Oh, my God, this film's yep. amazing. Mm. You win. The, <laughs> yeah, you win the list. Heart, you've got heartbreak in the disaster when he gets oh. left on the planet. Um, you've, we're going over to, uh, you mentioned about the Challenger burning up and what mm-hmm. have you, obviously, when they try and send them supplies. You've got yep. the whole thing where they build the rocket too quickly and the stuff... Um, liquefies in the rocket and it ends up but very reminiscent of what happened with challenger yeah. where it burns up in orbit and then of course he goes to all of these great lengths and these genius lengths to be able to farm crops on mars for the first time ever and due to 
the accident that happens, he loses all of his crop and nearly starves to death. Um, obviously a really, really good sort of feel good ending and the, you know, the moment that, um, you know, they kind of turn around and go back with him. But yeah, I would definitely pop that in there for a disaster movie because it's just one after the other, after the other. And if you're not familiar with the novel, you're still kind of even right up to the end, you're sitting there thinking, are they going to, are they going to fuck us here? You know, is he not going to get off this planet? Are we going to be sitting here in tears? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's nice that they give it a happy end and I'm not always one for big fluffy endings. You know, Mm -hmm. I could have, I could have dealt with it being, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a heartbreaker and he, he he doesn't get off the planet for whatever reason or the bit where the rescue and doesn't go according to plan. But that's as far as sci-fi goes over the course of the last sort of, 15 or 20 years it's up there as one of my favorites i thought it was beautifully mm-hmm. shot i thought it was i mean ridley scott's always going to shoot things yeah 100 well. yeah um, you're not you're not getting shade out of that man absolutely not it's cast well um i, I loved it so i figured yeah that's the potato related disasters definitely yeah. got that in there <laughs> it's, right it's there. one of my favorites i absolutely adore this one um, and it's one that i quite overlook and then once it's mentioned, I'm like, holy shit, you need to remember why you actually love this fall. Um, mm. I am not a huge Matt Damon fan, not at all, but mm. he blew me away in this. I was, I was with him in every aspect, in every emotion he went through, I was there with him because mm-hmm. he was that good. Yeah. Can, can, we, um, can, we, can we actually stop spending money on rescuing Matt Damon? <laughs> Matt Damon. Stephen <laughs> Private Ryan was spent a bloody fortune on that, and like Tom Hanks died, mm-hmm. and now there was The Martian as well. You know, yeah. Can we stop the world sending- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I broke Sammy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Can we stop spending money on Matt? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, <laughs> right. But yeah, <laughs> no, but I, like I say, I love Martian. Like I say, it's one of them things that you don't expect to to enjoy as much as you probably do. But it, as you said, you need a happy ending with this film because everything that kept on going wrong, if if it doesn't give you that, I don't think the film would have worked as well. If that makes sense, yeah, it, it mm. wouldn't. It wouldn't have left you. It would have left you feeling a bit hollow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. completely. When I read the book, I was fully expecting like a horrible ending, like he's not going to get off the planet, this is just going to be it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of really relieved when it was a nice ending. Yeah, certainly. No, good mm-hmm. good last pick there. So Brilliant. Brent <laughs> wins, by the way. <laughs> well, you've still got my last pick to come. So one go. Uh, I don't think, I think this is probably one, this is probably a personal favourite for mine. I, I think most people hate this film. Um, it, it did spawn um, a new universe, shall we say, uh, which we got a few films out, uh, some good, some absolutely terrible. But I, like I say, as I've always been a fan of how the, I would say the character has been used in the past because it's been made and remade and remade so many times throughout the years. Um, it gave us the lovely Elizabeth Olsen as well. And if, I think this was one of her first major film roles. Oh my god! Right, uh, I'm just getting this. Aaron Tiana Johnson yeah. and Brian Cranston was both starred in this. It was wow. the um, the 2014 Godzilla movie. Wow. Um, 
I absolutely adore Godzilla. I love every aspect. I love big, big, big monsters. Like, say, as we mentioned with Cloverfield, um, King Kong is one of my favorite like films. I even from the original, I even like the Peter Jackson one, even though it was overindulgent and and overinflated a lot of it. But to me, this one was done where it was kind of like brought in a little bit of realism, if, if that makes sense. How the world would react if these type of gigantic beasts start coming out, and it kind of focused a little bit on the human aspect, which people wanted. Were complaining said we needed more monsters. We've seen a Godzilla film and want more Godzilla, but it was more based on like the relationship with like Brian Canst- uh, Brian Cranston's character and his son, and how they lost uh, his mother and stuff in like say the birth of the other kaiju's that came about. But seeing Godzilla back after. Mm what we got with Matthew Broderick and that oh, I total, generally don't mind that film. Total um, <laughs> shit show, shall we say. I think Godzilla looks, Godzilla looks amazing. Like, take any, anything you want out of the film, but the, that design of Godzilla looks absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's my but, only output on that one. But if you're looking at disaster movies, speak to anyone in Tokyo and Japan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to speak the, to them, but they will turn around and say, but we didn't have Sean Reno. <laughs> God, Godzilla seemed to have a problem with that area and fucked it up so many times over the years. But yeah, it, but it did bring forth, like I say, um, like I say, Kong Skull Island uh, was like I really say, enjoyed it. Was brilliant. I, I generally I enjoyed uh, uh, Godzilla, uh, <laughs> King of All Monsters. I, I, like I say, the sequel, I like that. Couldn't stand Godzilla versus Kong. Why? Absolutely what? terrible. Why? I really enjoyed it. Didn't get Godzilla versus Kong. I really enjoyed it. They overcomplicated. They need the story where made I think this was stupid. Just all you needed was one monster fighting another monster. Give us that for two hours. I would have been happy. Who were you cheering for? Kong originally. Like Nick. Me too. Kong. Me too. Kong. Kong. uh, uh, Nick was always a Godzilla fan, but it doesn't really explain why Godzilla hated Kong. Um, and, and stuff like that but again um, that, that element out of the way but I absolutely love this film like I say brought back a big monster and I think with this film coming out it didn't wasn't hugely successful but it was successful um, it kind of spawned like other films as well because I think oh, yeah. Pacific, I think Pacific Rim came out after this which again is a, is a tremendous kaiju like monster yeah. monster film come out but um, I couldn't not have a disaster film and not bring like the king uh, that right. destroyed like basically Tokyo every time yeah. I've wanted to and it'd give us Mothra as well <gasps> yes the oh, only good. problem I had about that film Mm-hmm. And it is literally the only problem because I thought it was a really good film. I didn't even mind Aaron Taylor Johnson in it. And mm-hmm. um, the fact that it had the Motu in it, like the other monsters, it it didn't have one of the more recognizable ones. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I really wanted like Radon or King Ghidorah, like, like, like what got yeah, the sequels or Radon or Radon or you know just one of them mm-hmm. just to pop up. Um, but it was just like, oh come on, I've waited <laughs> all this time, and then Mothra. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Anth, I think Anth was the same. He was like because he's very much into kaiju. He's very much into Japanese culture, and he absolutely adores Godzilla. Um, and he was wanting something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be taken out with the world's biggest light bulb. <laughs> I'm just getting that. <laughs> oh my Everyone's god! Like, oh my god! It's a giant moth. What we're going to do? Flip. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, it, like, see it. it 
you can never go wrong with a monster movie. Like, say, yeah. even like the old suits, uh, when you had a guy in the suits and yeah. it was all dubbed and stuff, it was always still they fun. They are and amazing. I love anything like that. Um, but just before we wrap up as well, there was a few honourable mentions that I didn't get. E, to, please, to somebody choose. mention the stand. Uh, <laughs> Kelly's no, going ape in the, the chat. stand for Kelly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it out of principle now, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh, oh my God, you've got to read the stand. Don't watch the TV show, read the oh, stand. Oh, I do know what it is. I've got the, the books. books. The books, yeah. guys. Yes, so I watched good. the TV series, but I do have the books. I do know what the, it is. The um, old one, not the new one. The new one's fucking She's happy. There um, we go. <laughs> um, airplane, I, I really wanted to put Airplane in, but I couldn't airplane. I couldn't put it in, to be honest. If I was going to put Speed or Airplane, I would go with Speed. Which but one's Airplane again? It's there's a Nielsen. Don't call me Shirley. And like, um, <laughs> the shit's hit the fan. And like, oh no, that was Hot Shot, sorry. Uh, same type of humor. But um, yeah, that, that would have been probably in there. Um, I don't know if you, anyone, any other guys have any honorable mentions? Deep in well, what Airplane was based on, um, Airport. Yes. Is Airplane the parody of the 70s disaster movie Airport? I, I was debating going down a proper kind of artsy old school line and chucking in the likes of the Tower and Inferno and but Poseidon you, Adventure. But you and, went with South like, Park. Absolutely. (laughs) Cannibalism (laughs) and cartoons. That's what I wanted to talk about. There we go. Brand wins tonight's lists. I am legend. Terrible terrible ending though. Terrible ending. Yeah, the the book ending is a million times better. Even the alternative the alternative ending was better. Mm -hmm. The the Omega Man. Omega Um, Man, yeah. Yeah. Charlton Heston, wasn't it? Yeah. The the same book, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, same book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think, uh, like say other disorders. Um, day after tomorrow, 2012. No, 20, and kept saying, but 2012, and the list, I was like, I can't, it oh, was terrible. awful, it was terrible. Um, what was the one? What was uh, the one with The Rock where he died like a hundred million times in that? In San Andreas. Thank you, San yes. Andreas. That came up loads when I was looking through the list. <laughs> like, how yeah. many times did he die in that film mm, and still managed to stand it. up because Ta-da. he should be dead a hundred times over? Yeah, probably so. hundred deaths. Edge of tomorrow. Yeah, edge, edge of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. See, like, see, when you think about, it, there's so many different aspects and like things well, you could you, have went down. Break, yeah, but when you break down what, when you, because to me, when you said disaster, I just went natural. Like that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when you break it down, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. To have all these other ones involved because it is technically like a disaster. Like speed is a disaster. Yeah. Like that's disastrous. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen if that bus goes over fifty? I'm really surprised. So one... stupid. <laughs> one film hasn't been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Volcano. Volcano. Was... Oh, I didn't enjoy that at all. Oh. I, I, preferred, I preferred Dante's Peak. Um... Dante's Peak was good, but Volcano yeah. had the, the immortal fella jumping from the train. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, I'm crap when it comes to 90s films. I really am. Um, um, Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. Another Danny Boyle one. Yeah, oh, but... yes. Um, what about The Core? Yeah. Oh, The Core was terrible. Balled my eyes out at it. Balled it me out when no. the French guy, all he wanted to do was get back to his kids, man. And he yeah. died. I was devastated. I don't want to go. One as well. <laughs> um, I was going to start singing. Titanic. 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 Yeah. Titanic. 
I think Kev yeah, mentioned I, it before as well because he doesn't say it as a like, thing. But again, it's probably one of the biggest ones. But what was it like the Aerosmith song? I don't want to fall asleep when it closes. Armageddon. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. um, this, this is what I was trying to say in the group chat with um, like disaster films and stuff like that because obviously you've got viruses that are a disaster film then people yeah. turn around and say oh what about zombies mm-hmm. okay so if that's a virus then you've also got werewolves and vampires so mm-hmm. technically is the lost boys a disaster film potentially for you. disastrous <laughs> for anyone who the vampires get a hold of yeah but uh this... interview with the vampire i mean it was pretty much a disaster yeah you just um... want to talk about the lost boys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to talk Probably about that, I suppose. Legend of vampires as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's right back to the original mm-hmm. text. Like a... It's uh, mutant vampires, uh-huh. isn't it, in the book? Yeah. Yeah. Books are any... much better. But I can say any type of like world where, like, say the world's ended, like water worlds, that could have been one of them. Uh, oh, that that was, was a disaster, mate. That, <laughs> was, that was terrible. The only disaster there was Kevin Costner's career. And that, was the, oh, that was the first ever Blu-ray we got because we came through. <laughs> The Blu-ray player that we got, and Anth oh, loves it. Oh, Anth <laughs> loves it. He absolutely loves that film. I just don't get it at all. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah, but that now this has been fun. It's probably been our longest episode as well. So. <laughs> but it was a good one. Yeah. But, uh, just want to thank everyone that's been watching. Um, like I say, sticking any, around, sticking around. Um, like I say, thank you for everyone that's been in the group. Like I say, we smashed the four thousand uh, members mark this week. We've also uh, very close to up to four thousand two hundred now. So we're getting close to the five thousand mark now, which is quite scary. Um, got the boot club starting up. I know Charlotte's getting her ideas together um, and posting like I say, reviews. We're going to be launching the website. Um, section of the boot club where people will be writing like doing little reviews and we'll be doing our talks on it do a few videos for that soon as well uh, I know Jake's gearing up to do the live stream on Twitch so you can watch uh, us or people who, from the group play games badly or well depending Very on badly in my case <laughs> and hopefully in the next few weeks I know I've been planning this for a while to do a Mario Kart tournament Yes. so that should be quite interesting I'll beat you all I promise yes. that. But um, again, thanks, thanks guys for everyone being involved. Like I know we've all been feeling rough as badges yeah. asses today, so thank you for putting up. Uh, Kev, bless you. You, you, you look rosy in cheeks, but I, I bet you you'll be. Grant's the same though, with him being <laughs> coughing the whole way through. He's very, um, he's very. What's the word I'm looking for? Pink in the cheeks. We don't want any more of these stories going about now, so that's fine. <laughs> um, but yes, but I don't know if there's anything that you guys want to add. No. Um, yeah, thanks. subscribe to the boot club or I'm going to send everyone pictures of your feet. Your feet. Oh, so, well. well, can you not do that thread for the YouTube channel as well? They'll, they'll be, <laughs> yeah, they'll... totally, man. Yeah. <laughs> S- subscribe to the YouTube channel and I'm going to send you pictures of his feet. <laughs> well, yeah. We've got, We've got 4,200 people in the group. I think there should be a little bit of a threat going on. We'll go a little bit. <laughs> we'll don't subscribe to the podcast. We'll give it that and just knock it down to 2,000. <laughs> just have a bit of a snap there. But yeah, um, like I say, follow us on YouTube, um, iTunes, Spotify, um Audible for some reason still don't have, still haven't worked out how we've got on there, but we have. Oh, we're there. Um, 
Like I say, we're on Twitter now. I don't know how Twitter works, but we're actually on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I've been on it for years and I still haven't figured out what's going on. And Kevin Smith likes us. Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith knows we're on Twitter. Yeah, Kevin Smith knows Kevin, we exist. Kevin Smith knows we exist. We might get him on the podcast one day, which, Jesus, could you imagine that? I'll just be crying going, oh, I love just John, be I just want to be I just want to be I'll just be like, <laughs> I'd be very much like that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I'll be asking yeah. if you can send us some stuff over. <laughs> some free gear. Movies. No, no, no. Like, literally just put it in a jar of coffee, box it up and send it on. Oh, my God. Right, okay. <laughs> I forget who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, thanks, everyone involved. Thank you. Like I said, it is always a blast. Uh, next week's uh, episode, I think we're going to be doing it on Sunday, I believe. Just because you... I, am, I am not free on the Friday. So Sunday, and I think uh, that one's going to be... a another wrestling episode so um again tune in and we're going to talk about uh and we might have a little special guest on that one as well um see if we can get him on yeah which which will be fun um but uh yeah like i say so again same bat time same bat channel stay nerdy everyone Bye. bye